Hi, everybody. Some ways to stay in touch with us is through Untapped and Twitter as Craft Beer Comics, and Instagram and Facebook as Craft Beer and Comics. If you want to support us financially, head on over to patreon.com slash craftbeerandcomics and check out all the levels of support and the perks. Now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. We'd like to welcome you to Craft Beer and Comics, a podcast. I spilled some again. Uh, every time. Mm. No comics, though. I we still haven't hit a comic. Mm. I missed just, a comic. Just just on you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's good. What is this, a lager? This is, this so, is a um, lager. What so, is this, some kind of lager? <laughs> so this week, uh, we, we do have Bosky as our sponsor still. Uh, but we've got a new member from the team, Mr. Patrick. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I am not Jessica Griego. I am Patrick. <laughs> You're a little taller. <laughs> I'm a little bit taller. Yep. That's the only way. That's the only. I think. Yeah. yeah uh, I also know a lot less about beer than she does. Okay. I think you yeah. may be roughly Fair twice enough. as tall as her. Maybe. Yeah. I'll I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll stand next to her next time and be all like, so we made a bet. And, uh, <laughs> let's find out. <clears throat> so Patrick is a uh, subscriber here at Astro Zombies, and yeah. and he's kind of the the guy who got us involved with Bosky as far as having them as a sponsor. Mm-hmm. So we got to thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks thank a lot. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. And for we've been trying to get us. him on, on the show and here he is. Hey, yeah. yay. yay. We were like, yay. Hey, give us Patrick. We want, we Patrick. want Patrick. And, and like, luckily you guys got an extra Wednesday and, uh, in right? yeah. September. And so here I is. Hey. So this hey. is good. Worked all yeah. out. Yeah. So, today, um, today is what we in the, this week in the, is what we in the comics world call a fifth week, which, is generally pretty light on releases. It's yep. when they like will release an annual or they'll put out specials or something on fifth weeks. But this was a strange fifth week in that there were no annuals, right? Yeah, there's no annuals. It was mostly just big books. Like a like a huge book came out this week in Batman Three Jokers number two. Yeah, that's a and huge the book. Joker it War out, number one, which yeah, which we didn't get, we didn't but get, we'll get yeah. to that in a bit. <laughs> yeah, that'll. We'll save that. Especially, you don't usually have big books coming out on, like, on a fifth week. It was confusing. Well, this is good old 2020. Everything is a little bit And you know what I think that might have something to do with it. It's just the production schedule was pushed back so far. Is it? true. Yeah, they're just putting out stuff as it comes. When they can, yeah. yeah. Well. So, Mr. Patrick, uh, what beer did you bring us this week? Uh, so, today we are drinking the Bosque Lager. Um, which is one of our core beers. Uh, the previous four weeks, you guys had uh, gone through Space Lion, Elephants on Parade, uh, Restoration Pale Ale, and uh, Pickle Down Economics, pickle. Yeah, right? Pickle Down. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so you guys had done uh, like three specialties and uh, uh, one core beer, and so uh, wanted to bring you guys another one of our core beers. And our Bosky Lager is just such a nice, clean uh, beer. Right, it, it really is. is. It's just yeah. it's just so so velvety on the on the tongue there, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and so I wanted to I wanted to no bring that one in, right? No bells and whistles, right? No bells and whistles. right? Exactly. Yeah. I, and I was I was actually just talking to somebody today about um, how some you know like speaking of pickle down economics, great beer, um, but it's 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 so far out you know on right, right field or whatever right. the baseball term is. I don't I know. I think it's left field. But left whatever. field. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so far on the exact opposite of what I meant to say. Yeah, I'm a comics <laughs> guy. Um, and so uh, I was talking about how so, some of those, some breweries are starting to kind of 
shift away from those and go back to like core beer and just do like traditional good beer. Sure. And this is great. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there's always going to be the market for the wild and out there beer, right? Uh, the things that people have never tasted before. And so they want, they want that new thing, right? right. So well, pickle beer and, you know, I feel like, um, before you can really take a, take a shot on a crazy thing, like a pickle beer or whatever, you have to get your core beers down to a science where yeah. people are there. People show up for your core beers and then they come back for the weird and wacky stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you probably cannot make a wacky beer if you don't make good core beers. Yeah, because right? yeah, so people won't be interested. Because you don't make they good won't, beer. Right. That's what the problem yeah. is, you know? Yeah. yeah. You're like, if you know, you see X, you know, beer brand X on the shelf, you're... You're like, I don't really like them anyway. Why would I like, why would I take a flyer on their pickle beer? You right, know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, enjoy. Awesome. Uh, this yeah, is, yeah. Uh, the, oh, yeah. yeah, this is a good, good drinking beer here. It's, so. it's like it's, a solid like a backbone. Session. I just, I really like right. it. Like you said, it's, it's crisp. It's refreshing. Well, and and uh, uh, last week. Jess was talking about how uh, our head brewer, John Bullard, uh, typically likes to have a malty backbone to his beers, right? So that there's a little bit more of a body behind it. And you'll find that our lager has that I also. definitely was just about to say it, it has that malty back on it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. I will say I'm not usually a fan of malt, uh, like too much. This one is super mild. Yeah. Right. You it's, know it's there. It's balanced. Right, right, right. It's, right. Just, yeah. it's so good. It's, it's actually yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, and I know good. I just like messed up the sports term, but I'm all like, this is like a really good. This is football. Good, this beer is this is a good center field. It's a good beer. football beer. Yeah. <laughs> it hits a <laughs> it hits a three pointer all day. <laughs> That's right. So this one's a four point eight percent. So it is like a nice. You know, you can have a couple during the game and right. It'd right. be cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it yeah. a lot. Thanks for bringing it. Of course, it's delicious. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, we've been looking forward to it. So, is there any uh, anything? So, what do you what do you do for Bosky? What's what's oh, your yeah. job? Um, so, I work with the distribution department. What's your job title? Um, distribution specialist. Oh, ooh, ooh. yeah. Uh, uh, basically, that means that I know a little bit more computer work than uh, the distribution team member. <laughs> so, yeah, you uh, sit down every once. I sit down every once. All right, you do more paperwork. I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, a little more data entry. Um, so a few years ago, we, uh, partnered up with, uh, Admiral beverage company to do our statewide di distribution. And, uh, what we retained was distribution to our tap rooms. And so, uh, the department that I'm in, we deliver to all of our tap rooms. Well, we do the line maintenance for them. We do the line cleaning for them. Um, and, uh, and we also get the beer, put together and ready for the for the admiral trucks when they come along to pick it up and distribute it out so gotcha yeah so we we pick beer up we put beer down and then we you <laughs> and know then clean beer things yeah yeah and clean yeah. beer things so. awesome so yeah. i think we forgot intros hi i'm chad terry <laughs> i'm the consumer <laughs> i'm jason smith i'm the assistant manager here at astro zombies my name is chris losek i'm also a guy <laughs> Astro Zombies. And Ooh. I'm Patrick. I uh, am also a consumer and I work for Bosque Brewing. Perfect. He's a specialist. I'm a, a specialist. Or special. Distro. Yeah, yeah. Spe spec. 
It's been a long. It's been a long couple <laughs> couple of days. You act like you've got a lot on your plate or something. Yeah, I have a lot. Why don't you tell us plate. about what's on your plate? Uh, so quick. right now, I uh, so I'm, I'm last weekend I kicked off the 48 hour film project up in Denver. I was here because it was all virtual, um, but I have to field phone calls and answer questions about how people they're like, oh, I ne- I'm having an issue with the internet. I'm like, okay. How, let's see how we can. Have you fix tried it. turning it off and back on again? Right, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> the cup then, holder is actually a disc drive. <laughs> <laughs> and then this weekend is is Albuquerque's forty eight hour film project that I'm also producing. So I'm producing two cities for the forty eight hour film project, which is unusual. Um, there Why was have a, you found yourself in that position? Uh, so I was producing up up in Denver, and then when I moved down here, it the the position opened up here oddly enough i was like holy crap can i can i get it oh you know and i had to <laughs> apply I, I had to apply even though i was even though i was a producer up in denver i had to apply and and they thought about it and they told me when i was in rotterdam they told me you got the job i was like yay <laughs> Damn um, it. i mean yay <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i uh so i came down here and uh they finally hired a producer up in denver um, and there was some some controversy there. Something happened, um, and so he decided to step down. And they were like, "We need somebody to fill in really quick." So they called me up. Hey, would you do both of them? <laughs> and like a moron, I said, "Oh, absolutely. I would love to do that. <laughs> I would love to not sleep for a while." Right. And so, uh, so right now I'm downloading downloading movies, trying to get them to judges. One of the judges is isolating out in the desert somewhere and so i have to upload <laughs> upload them to a google drive and my first 10 hour upload didn't work oh, <laughs> and so it's uploading again um and then what else am I, oh and then last night i finished up editing the patreon uh, mm-hmm. edition for the patrons for the patrons um and speaking of the the patreon patrons um i want to thank andrew david and susan uh your guys' support means the world to us and the new and better quality sound is a direct result of your guys' support uh so thank you so much yes thank you it's because of you guys this web or this podcast sounds so much better now right and it's your guys' also doing why it takes me four hours to edit an episode <laughs> because yeah. I, I i go through we have each each audio is on its own channel. And so I can like, when we talk over each other, I can pull one down and bring the other one up. Oh yeah. Oh, I see how it's going. That's how it goes. Discrimination. Um, and so, uh, and down. So it's, it's (laughs) like what they have to say. (laughs) (laughs) It's mostly them just calling me a jerk and a taskmaster, but you know, what am I going to do? What about um, the first appearance of Taskmaster? What now? <laughs> I don't think I've called you either of those things. No, today. not at all. Today. Yeah. <laughs> not today. Uh, so I, I finished up the Patreon uh, episode last night because I wanted it released this month. Um, so if you head over to patreon.com and you sign up at $10, um, or uh, $10 is our highest tier. If you sign up for 10 bucks, you can get the in-brewery episodes. Um, and then I was – I'm still – editing the um the ipa challenge episode that we did yeah that's going to come out very soon because tonight at seven thirty they uh announced the winner we're at on what online uh facebook okay. live i believe yep 
You got a link to it? Um, You're invested, yeah, bro. Actually, <laughs> I think I do. So, did you uh, do the challenge, Pat? I I did not. Uh, I did not get my hands on any of the beers, and so I haven't tasted any of them. Yeah, we did. You, Apparently, you, Jess hadn't even tasted your guys's. Uh, yeah, none of us had. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was just John. It was just John. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Were so. you Were you back there bottling them by chance? Uh, I was probably on premise, but I, I was not part okay. of the bottling procedure. So, um, the, you, cause you don't do that, right? You just distribute. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I'll fill in kind of wherever it is that I can. Right. And, yeah, yeah, and sure. um, uh, so the deal with the New Mexico IPA challenge is, uh, everybody put it in kegs. And then, uh, I, I believe that as part of the learning process for the brewing, uh, curriculum at CNM, uh, they canned it for everybody. Oh, and, that's awesome. And, and so that was kind of also a way to help make it uh, be anonymous, right? If you notice, all of those cans were just... Yeah, numbered on the bottom. Nondescript. Right, yeah, yeah, nondescript. And so the so the, the students there, they canned all of that for everybody and packaged it up. And, and There's a class about beer at CNN. Yeah, yeah. I thought it's about taking brave it. new world. I know, right? I'm like, I'm like, what? Are, I need to, I need to go back to college, right? <laughs> right, right. Just, I, yeah, just yeah. learn how to get drunker. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, seriously considered doing it because, yeah, yeah, for for no other reason than just because I thought it would be a good time. Before I took this job, I was going to buy, like, you know, obviously not a Bosky size, but like one big one to start sure. doing it because I have apple trees, and so you know, to learn the process of making beer is. I can to learn the process of making cider. Sure. So I was going to do both. And when I had apples, I would make cider. And when I, besides that, I'd be making beer. Yeah. And I can grow hops as well if I want. So. Nice. Yeah. You it should, just, you then should I got do a that. job where I was like, oh, I better put 100% into this job as opposed mm. to. Yeah. And so I didn't do it. And now it's probably too late. Trust me, it's a, it's a nah, good idea. You can still do that. Because when you spread yourself out too thin. You oh, start trust me. I mean, after we're there's done with this, I still have a ton to do before right. I even get home. Yeah. There's a there's a quote from Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson is talking to the main character, Leslie Nope, and he tells her to not to, like, never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. <laughs> <What? Yeah. laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't hear much of that because, because as soon as you said Parks and Rec, I just started thinking Aubrey Plaza, and then... Your words meant nothing to me. <laughs> awesome. Fair. Um, so sorry, I didn't mean to like go on a rant on all the things I'm doing right now. No, uh, uh, that was actually great because somehow it came around to the the brewing school kind of a thing. And I don't know if this is an appropriate platform to mention this, but uh, uh, currently Bosky Brewing on their website is offering scholarships for people that are interested in pr- uh, pursuing the uh, oh, the, the awesome. brewing cool. curriculum. Uh, we are uh, gearing it towards people who are um, in uh, underrepresented communities um, or uh, uh, low financial, right? Kind of yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, situations. That's excellent. Yeah, it's it's really excellent. And so one of them is, I believe, uh, directly uh, intended for the CNM program. And then another one is uh, there are online curriculums that uh, that people can take. Uh, being socially distant and and stuck at home and stuff like that, so you can still study at home, and uh, and possibly get your hands on some money. So if That's you're amazing. interested, cool. go to boskybrewing.com and find that and follow oh, the links. That's awesome, yeah. That's this is this is the perfect platform for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Awesome, good, one hundred percent. I think it's amazing the breweries around here. Like they all, every time I've seen anyway, 
they give back in some some way, some form, you know, scholarships mm-hmm. like that. I know that uh, we were talking with Ex Novo, and they they have a lot of um, nonprofits that they give to and stuff like yeah. that. Drink so. beer, do good. Right. right exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the the thing is, is that we all recognize that we are part of a community. Right. We are not just this business out there. Right. We are a business that began small. Right. And we grew up in this, you know, culture and in this community. And and the only reason why we're successful is because other people have supported us. Right. And so, you know, giving back and and being active in in the community is uh, is it just there's no other way to do it. Right. You're just a bunch of jerks if you don't do that. I agree. Wow. Right. Strong so, words from Pat Matthews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. is that a? Have you ever considered doing that brewing program at CNM or? Um, I, uh, uh, yes and no. <laughs> so, uh, by the time that I figured out that I would, I, I would like to learn how to brew. Right. This is an actual fact. I would like to learn how to brew. Yeah. I would also like to learn how to distill. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but by the time that I figured that out, I was already in the door. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, there's, uh, and I'm sure that probably at that point I could have, you know, made the decision, okay, I'm going to go to school and I'd like to retain my job. Right. Can you guys work with me? I'm sure they'd um, still be. I'm sure they'd still they, work. They with probably you. would. Yeah. 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 They probably would. Hopefully, they hear this podcast and go, "Huh, huh. All huh. right. Here's maybe, your cash. Maybe we could. Maybe we could send them off. But yeah. yeah. But you know, I'm also I'm also pretty excited to be doing what I'm doing right now. You know, and and working full time and and paying my bills and that's you super know, important. Right. It, it is right. And <laughs> in, in, in 2020, right, that's kind of rare at the moment. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, so I'm, I'm also very happy where I'm at. And, and so putting in the work and then eventually getting myself into a position where I can still learn, that'll happen. At yeah, some point. At some and there's, point. there's well, no age limit to learning how to brew. No. You know what I mean? So no. you got, you got yeah. your whole life ahead. Of and, you, so. and, and I could also go that route, you know, and, and like, uh, buy a bunch of gear and, and, you know, make a bunch of really crappy beer at home, but yeah, at least right. I'd start learning, yeah, right? Well, yeah. and you could also do the thing where you just talk to your brewer and be like, hey, can I come in on my day off and, like, just chat to you? And right. you can show me some things? Because right. yeah. there's, that, there's that opportunity for, like, on-the-job training yeah. for you, too. We uh, we do this really cool thing uh, with Bosque Brewing where we have a, uh, we call it the co-op program. And every year we solicit... Um, recipe ideas from our coworkers, and so we have gotten some really cool ideas over the years uh strawberry sabotage was a was a co-worker uh suggestion which was a strawberry rhubarb beer um uh we got yeah right uh a glitter beer uh, was one of them um yeah right <laughs> um they just have <laughs> glitter in the it was, it was a lemon shandy that uh, also had glitter in it, and so it was, it was super pretty and, and, and glittery. Fun. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't drink much of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the, but it, was really, was your, it was really pretty. Was your excrement also glittery? I mean, like, you know. Man, I, I wondered. I Again, I did not drink did, much of it. Did it yeah. come out? Right, right. Well, and which hole? I, so, right. Wow. I can tell you one thing that it was very hard to come out of was those lines that I clean every week. Oh, I uh, Those, oh, yeah. I yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty so. interesting. I bet your uh, elephants on parade is also very glittery still. The, uh, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
uh, for a while there, the beer that came afterwards yeah. uh, had had this <laughs> slight shimmer, glitter. right? Yeah, slight shimmer to it. But oh, it, uh, so 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 we asked for ideas, right? And and the person who uh, brings up the winning idea, they get to brew that beer with one of the brewers. Oh, that's cool. that's and awesome. And so, yeah. Have so, you submitted for it? Uh, I have submitted a couple, and those have not gotten chosen. What were yours? Um, uh, one time I wanted to do like a genuine root beer. Okay. Um, How would they not be into that? Uh, Just because they wanted beer? <laughs> like, right. Well, this like, is an alcoholic, you yeah. idiot. <laughs> Get well, out of here. And you can also do a, an alcoholic version of root beer, right? And, but... Uh, it just, it, it wasn't appealing at the time. Right. And there right. was, you know, there's, uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, the seasons change and tastes change and just right yeah. now it's not yeah, for uh, sure. So the opportunity's there. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a fun place to work. It's, you know, there's always something going on and, and always something where, you know, you, you have this moment of, wait, we're doing what? Right. You know, and then you. <laughs> And, and then you just kind of roll with the punches and, and go for it. So, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so speaking of audience interaction, uh, we've got something going on here. Uh, you guys actually very rarely get to interact with your audience. And so now here's the time. Uh, oh, wow. I know. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Nice. There, there ought to be That's like awesome. music in the background or something like that. Mm-hmm. Hold on. We got one. Wait. Oh, do we? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Later, yeah. brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, Are you hear that in the episode? That's oh, awesome. That's, that's going to be so good. <laughs> uh, so, so Bosky Brewing uh, would like to uh, pretty much welcome the friends of the podcast, and uh, and so everybody that is listening to the podcast right now. Well, not right now, right now, but like Friday right now. Right now. But more like later, later. Um, uh, if they go over to Bosque Brewing and, uh, and walk in and have a seat and, and, uh, and talk to their server and mention that they are a friend of the podcast, that they are a friend of craft beer and comics, a podcast, uh, then. <laughs> wow, you nailed it. Oh, nailed yes. that, man. Wow. Uh, did you work on that one? I, I did. I did. <laughs> I totally practiced. You practiced um, in the car on the way here? Yeah. It, and so, so if they talk about it, the first three people that go in there and talk about it with their server, uh, will be able to walk away with any piece of Bosque Brewing merch. Oh, uh, nice. So, yeah. So, T-shirt. Uh, I believe that we have some hats over there. Now, does that uh, apply to hosts of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm a friend of the podcast. Exactly. I'm no, on it. no, you are the podcast. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. No, no. So, the, is this just the, the central location or is yes, this yeah. Benalia location? Yeah. So, uh, so, if anybody doesn't know, Astro Zombies is located here at Central in Richmond and just... Uh, what block and a half away at mm-hmm. Central and Gerard that, yeah. is where well, our cool. Knob Hill Public House is. Yeah, so two two blocks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so Central <laughs> Central and Gerard, uh, just uh, two small streets away from where Astro Zombies is. Come on in, talk to the servers, let them know that you listen to craft beer and comics. A, a podcast, podcast. <laughs> right? Wow. So uh, and uh, <laughs> and then walk away with merch uh, that is open to the first three people that do it. So awesome, so man. Friday, Friday, listen to the podcast. The <laughs> yeah, listen to the podcast. You guys need to be there after work. Get open. over there. Well, yeah, I was gonna say that's. I mean, it's good that it comes out Friday. It's right, a nice place so to go hang out on Friday. With right, right, merch. yeah, yeah, and hey, exactly. Uh, if and if you go and get your. 
go get your beer on, and then win your merch, then come on over to Astro Zombies and uh, maybe pick up some of the great books we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, for sure. Cool, man. Well, thank yeah. you very much. That's awesome that you yeah. guys are doing that. Yeah, we're pumped. We're stoked. Like this, so cool. this has been fun. This has been really fun. So, and uh, I uh, just as a quick aside, I'd like to thank Jess for coming here and, and doing this the previous four weeks. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, especially from the standpoint of being a new comic reader. Yeah, yeah like brand new, That's brand spanking, brand new. Right? Super cool of her to come and do this with people she doesn't know in a realm that she is totally unfamiliar with. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, uh, probably with the exception of you guys, right, some of us walked in here at, at some point in time not knowing comics at all and and had to kind of go through that process yeah. also, right? And so so it's good to, to have that identification and hear somebody just go about it so bravely. Every That's comic awesome. fan has that moment. It's just some of us had it when we were four. Right, And others right. had it when <laughs> we, we were 18, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. So That's awesome. Yeah, well, cool, man. What do you uh, do? You guys have anything going on uh, in the shop that people should know about when they're down there getting free merch? So, so we're not, uh, you know, we're we're done with the free comic book summer thing. Okay. Uh, Halloween comic fest is coming up at the end of October. Cool. It's on Halloween, Ooh. and so it'll be it's similar to free comic book day, but uh, it's usually much smaller than free comic book day. But free comic book summer, I feel it's going to have the same impact. So. That'll be cool. There'll be Halloween type stuff, and we'll get more into that as it comes around. There's there's always free comic books that are Halloween centric that we give out, and then I always kind of hoard Halloween comic book stuff in the back to pull out for that event. Cool, that's awesome, man. There'll be sales that day and all kinds of stuff. So come in in costume. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cosplay is always welcome at, at the Astro Zombies, and I'm usually pretty excited when somebody comes in cosplay, just because, you know, it's not something you get every day, and people right. put a lot of effort into the cosplay. They do, and I, I you know, it's I, I think cosplay is cool. I don't do it myself, but, like, you know, for a while there, there were people that would watch and just kind of make fun of people dressing up, but it's gotten to be such a such a intricate thing that, People are amazed now. They're like, that right. looks like somebody out of the movie walking by. Well, right. hot girls do it now. So yeah, yeah. attractive women do it, and and well, um, you know that that's that's actually gotten, <laughs> you know, it's a byproduct of of attractive women wanting to dress, um, in in their favorite characters' outfits has created a boom in the comic book world, especially at cons and things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. And girls that aren't even people who aren't even into comic books are into it for the cosplay aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting to see what people come up with, and it's it's really cool to see, you know, a lot of people will come as the same guy. Okay, there's four Captain Americas, and then you'll see somebody that's dressed up as the goon, and you're like, oh, right. sick, there's- that's cool. Those Captain America costumes are awesome, and this goon guy, that's cool. It's it's awesome. Or there's fourteen hundred Deadpool's, and also fourteen hundred Harley Quinns. Yes, that time, happens. And then you see a really creative one, and it kind of blows you away. Yeah, and and. All, you know. all 1,400 of those other ones are creative, too, though. I mean, yes. How yeah, hard absolutely. is it to we buy fully... a Deadpool costume on the internet? But anyway. Ah, um, but, I mean, there are good <laughs> Deadpool costumes. Yeah, there absolutely. Are good, they're great Harley Quinn costumes. And uh, not all of them have to be scantily dressed, but it certainly helps for me. A friend of mine, I went to, uh, uh, I went to Denver Pop Culture Con. And uh, I think it was Comic Con at the time. Anyway, a friend of mine was like, hey, man. Take some pictures of some chicks and send it to me. 
take some pictures of it. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> it was super. I was just like, dude, or just go on the internet and look at. Right. Well, right. so so yeah. what I did was I, you know, I was there and I was like, you know, I had that in the back of my mind and I was just kind of frustrated with him. Like that's kind of a, I don't know, it's just kind of a shitty thing to right, be all like, say, yeah, I'm not gonna do yeah, that. It's super misogynistic. <laughs> it's super like creepy, and so um, Denver's Pride Week is always coincides with. Uh, with the Comic Con, oh, I, can't wait for I this. know where this is going. Uh, and so <laughs> I'm excited already. Go, go, this go. is great. There was a, a Wonder Woman, and all all that all that this person was wearing was a very 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 small like speedo, no top at all, a shield, and the lasso on the side, and it was a dude. And I was like, this is my favorite costume. <laughs> so I asked him, I said, hey, can I take a picture with you? And so I stood next to him, <laughs> took a picture, and I texted my friend, hey, man, you want a picture of somebody wearing, like, barely any clothes? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, send that to me. <laughs> I sent it to him. And he's like, uh, whatever, man. I was like, don't be a dick. Your friend knows the, <laughs> your friend knows the internet exists, right? I know, right? Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> I get it. I get it. But to speak, it, it's difficult. Yeah. yeah. Consent is a very important thing. Leave, leave cosplayers alone if they don't want to be touched or cosplay is Googled. not consent. Correct. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, so besides that, we had the busiest weekend we've had. Well, it was the second busiest weekend since we reopened last weekend, which which is weird because it was post free comic book summer. It's just the last two weekends have been super busy. Um, not and consistent as during the week, but this last weekend was. Yeah, I was going to say because the rest of last week was just kind of eh, and then the weekend yeah. was huge. Yeah, it was big. Awesome. That's good. Which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Besides that, um, we're just getting ready for Halloween Comic Fest, like I said, and we're wrapping up all that stuff. We've got some people bringing in some really cool stuff. Uh, first appearance of Galactus came in. I don't know if I talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah, talked yeah. about that. Um, and then somebody snagged it up, snatched it up. Like, I wasn't even done buying that yeah, thing we before. Even they were just standing there like foaming at the mouth. The, oh. I thought they bought a different one. Nope. They no, bought that one, they too? They bought the first Galactus. Yeah, they oh, bought cool. My guy, my copy's buys. better. This guy buys lots of stuff. <laughs> Your copy so. is much better, but that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not the point. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, unless you want a worse copy, I'll sell to you. I don't know. That makes I sense. Don't. You want a bad one? We'll get you a bad one. No. How about a Fantastic Four 7? But it's well, a bad one. Is there one. a first appearance of anybody in it? No, no, actually, actually it's, not. It's, it's, it's early, but it's early. It's just a super early, early But it's early Fantastic Four, bro. We sold the first appearance of Cable today, New Mutants 87. We did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We sold a few keys over the weekend and today. He also grabbed uh, uh, Eternals number one. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is hot book right now. Eternals yeah. number one. Eternals. Eternals. I was, like, Eternals. I was like, what? Which was the Kirby one, not the uh Yeah, it's the Gaiman Kirby stuff. One. Neil Gaiman did a reboot in the mid-2000s, which is And then there's really another, good. another reboot coming up, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they're actually doing the uh, movie, Kieran right? Gillen yeah. Right. Yeah, Kieran and Asad Rubik. I've never heard of those guys, but okay. <laughs> those are lies. All that's lies. All lies. So out of curiosity, how often do you guys get up on the ladder and like fish out something off of those top rows um, and sell it? Like average I weekly, mean, monthly? What's Weekly for sure. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's more than that. It yeah. just and sometimes it's a book that's only 30 bucks and sometimes it's a book that's more than 30 bucks. My first sale today yeah. was $300 and it was two comics. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. just, I mean, that's the stuff that helps keep this thing running, you know. Right. Sure. Bread and butter yeah. is the subscribers. That's that's what, you know, the yeah. main thing right. that goes on. But then all the top shelf books and the collectors like, coming people in. People like you and me, buddy. Right, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, that's you, right. Right. you guys keep us alive. Subscribers are the lifeblood of the shop. 
but they're also have the potential to hurt us the most. <laughs> yeah, yes. just yeah. make sure you t- when, make sure you tell the shop when they just go out of here. We killed ten subscribers this last week. Yeah, we had um, to kill ten boxes, and, and, and it's stuff that we've been giving them a little bit of time because of COVID. Right, and we called them in in late April. We called every single subscriber in late April. Yeah, to let them know we were subscriber. doing mail order and what have you. Uh, some people change their phone numbers. Don't think about us and don't. So we don't have their number, yeah. right. and then we still don't see them. So if you are one of those subscribers, we killed your box after we tried to contact you at least yeah. twice. Yeah, because we, we called everybody in April, and then we called everybody again when we like right after we reopened. Not everybody, Not everybody but the but people but who were people who were delinquent, people who were who had stuff in the box. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, actually, we had a list, a shorter list of people that we called again this week or last week, and. There's a few people we have to call this week too. Yeah, um, with potential for more dead boxes, unfortunately. So yeah, it's it's the number one killer of comic book shops when people don't come and pick up their boxes because we we order those for you, and a lot of times by the by the time we realize that you're not coming in for these books, people don't care about that book anymore. <laughs> the ship has sailed. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Today I was putting the, and sh- they were subscribers for a while. And the the one guy got shot in the leg. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. And so their their stack built up pretty significantly. Right. But we gave them time. Yeah, and then, it's like you and understand. Then, right, right. It's hard to happen, work when so you get shot just, in the leg. Yeah. And uh It's one of those it's probably one of those like super hopeful things. Like, of course I want my comics and then right, after right. a while it's like So today I was going through their box and it was Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Batman Beyond and Batgirl and whatever. Uh you know, we're not going to hate on you because you're killing your box. We get it. No. I've right. ghosted the box before, unfortunately. you know, I have too, but there was more to that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. But Right. And I mean, you live, you learn, and then right. you're like, you know what? It's better now to just be like, hey, I can't afford it anymore. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to talk to us. Send us a message on Instagram or Facebook and be like, hey, I can't do this. Sorry, guys. And I'll be like, please buy your other books. And you could say, can't do it. Or, yeah, yeah I will. And then you never show up. Well, well, that's fine. But at least then we know what to expect. Right. Yeah, and right. we're not going to continue buying books because we had. And then you stop it right away. And yeah. that's. Uh, right. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, cool. That's, uh, I mean, not cool. But. So please pick up your books if you're a subscriber. Even if we're not your shop, just do right by them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, Patrick. Yeah. You you are a subscriber here, yes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell me tell me about your kind of comic book nerd history. Yeah, uh, so actually I only got into comics uh, roughly three years ago. Wow. Uh, and so I had that brand new moment. Um, basically I was watching a, um, uh, an interview on PBS and... Uh, what the heck is PBS? I know, strange. It, it's this channel on TV... Which oh. is this box that like has moving pictures and oh, okay. like okay. okay right yeah, um, so uh, but they were uh, they were interviewing uh, some female authors and at the time uh, there was a uh, an author that was getting ready to put out the first solo run of America Chavez. Okay. okay. Yeah. So roughly three years ago. Kelly Thompson. Uh, no, uh, Gabby yeah. Rivera. Okay. Yeah, Gabby is, Rivera is what I want. Yeah. And uh, and something about that interview kind of caught my ear, right? It was a it was a queer Latina author writing about a queer Latina superhero, right? Which and, is great. And yeah, and and I was like, wait, this is like my chance to jump in, 
right? Because uh, my, my biggest thing prior was I don't know where to start, right? Like I always felt like whenever, you know, I was a kid and I would walk up to the little rotating stand in the grocery stores and yeah. I'd pull out a Wolverine. Spinner. Right? Or, uh, yeah. And like I was in the middle of a story. I had no idea what was going on. I had yeah. no idea why Havoc was laying face down in the dirt. I didn't even know who Havoc was. Oh, you were reading the Havoc Wolverine Meltdown? Uh, the, I'm, I don't know. I can find it. I still have it. That's nice. so, an amazing book. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Um, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, so, yeah, I always figured I was going to be lost, right? And so when I heard about an opportunity to jump in at number one, right, that's what I did. So I came in here, and one of the employees put the first four issues in my hand, and, and I went home and read those and then just slowly started to kind of pick up things after that. You were definitely so receptive to a lot of our... Uh, suggestions. suggestions. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Because yeah, I'm always... There's some customers that I know aren't like I don't even really try that hard with 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 uh, suggestions because they don't care. Right. <laughs> they already know. Right, right. Patrick is always one that I can I can show him something that I thought was good and Patrick will will at least consider it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> if uh, if there's a promise of a good story, right? Like if I if I don't know the the characters, right? You know, then if there's a promise of a good story, like I'm I'm pretty open to that idea, right? And then of course there's characters that I just think are really cool, right? And so having grown up with, you know, the X-Men and Spider-Man, right? You know, I will naturally gravitate towards those and and Batman is just freaking awesome, right? And right. so, you know, and, yeah. and so everybody knows Batman. Right, right. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wait, Never who? mind. I was going to oh. make such a bad joke. Could you tell uh, me his origin joke? story, though? Oh. I mean, still, <laughs> they haven't really pearls involved, it. right? <laughs> it's it's kind of a secret. That's yeah. why it's called a secret origin. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to. His parents, I think. I didn't mean to derail it. They just do it so much. It's it hurts my Every, brain. Yeah. They do it, do it, and like we're going to get it all the more of it in this next movie, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because yeah. it's another reboot. Yeah. I just just trust the just trust the audience. They know who Batman is. They know where Batman came from. Just you and don't, if they don't you know, know his to. origin, they don't care. They're like he's a Batman and he beats up criminals. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Batman's origin story is pretty important to his character, and I think yeah. that's why they decide to flog us with it so much. It's just we well, get you, it. You can yeah. either do that to describe like his psyche, or you can have an action movie. Right, right, you know, and, yes. and you know, and you can totally make an action movie with a dude this, dressed this in black beating the crap out of people. A lot of that. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, the most recent iteration of Spider-Man in the movies in the MCU, they barely touch on his origin at all. They don't really mm-hmm. because yeah. they know you've seen they, five you, movies before this. Yeah, you've seen the Sam Raimi movies. You've seen the whoever directed Amazing the Andrew Garfield ones. Yes, um, <laughs> whoever whose <laughs> whose name that I guy. can that never who, who's a name I can apparently never remember. But it people didn't care. They were able to they're able to latch in and they know who Spider-Man is. They touched on it briefly. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I remember that time. Okay. Bit cool. by a radioactive spider. Okay. He's got his powers. Right. They and then, they but here's the thing: if the, you watch into the Spider Verse, they kind of go through it four or five times because they're really fast. They're okay. Here we go one yeah. more time, and then they they talk about Peter Parker. And but they almost make a joke. Peter out B. Parker. No, it absolutely yeah. is, and that's what makes it so good. Honestly, because they're like, listen, you know what happened? I got bit by a spider. Uncle Ben. Blah 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 blah. Right. And and audiences were able to hang in there. And Some of the best stuff for that movie is when they kind of 
tied all the the stuff we've seen before. You know, there's references to the Sam Raimi stuff. There's references to the Andrew Garfield stuff. Yeah, absolutely. They make fun of some of the shitty stuff that happened in the Sam Raimi. You know, like with the the emo dance and all that weird stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. you know, right. they, yeah. Like they, they they talk about it and it's cool. The the multiverse concept that's now being readily accepted within the movies and the worlds of comic yeah. bookdom is really cool because now they can kind of do whatever they want. And all us whiny guys who are like, well, Spider-Man's first girlfriend wasn't even Mary Jane. Like, okay, you know, we had we right. had some complaints about it initially when the Sam Raimi stuff came out, but that's also the movie that helped me realize, hey, this is its own thing. Yeah. And we have to kind of accept that. And then that, the first X-Men movie did the same thing where you're like, well, this isn't the original X-Men team, so what's Wolverine doing here? And, of course, me being the Wolverine guy, I was like, <laughs> thank <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, know, They're selling me a ticket is what he's doing That's there. right. right. That's, they're buying my fandom. <laughs> because because yeah. they're not, not going to make a movie with a beast that isn't even hairy yet. And right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You said uh, you said you've only been in kind of in the comic world for about three years now. What right. what's what's some of the books on your pull list? Uh, currently, oh man, let's see here. Uh, Avengers is on there. Uh, Good. So yeah, so so some of the some of the long running ones are are like uh, Avengers, Captain America, uh, Captain Marvel, Hawkman, which okay. is which you has said been you're amazing. a Spider Man guy. Are you on Amazing Spider Man? I am not. So. Uh, uh, oh, so here's here, here, here's up, a weird dude. thing. It's so so, so <laughs> I I still have that fear of not knowing where to jump in, right? So like like as as a kid, like I had one of those like Spider Man onesies, right? Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, like man. like that's where I was at, and um, uh, so I I just haven't known where to. Start I still up. have one of those. Is it, it still is it, is it still size? little like little low sack uh, size? It still fits. Okay, good. On one ankle, <laughs> one yeah. ankle, right? Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah. get maybe a leg in there. Um, I mean, I can. I'll be happy to walk you through the amazing Spider-Man world, but we don't have to talk about that now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What yeah, else you want to say? My my advice for for people, if if you listeners out there ever want to just figure out if you even want to jump into the comic book world, is just that. Just jump in just because there's, you know, like you were talking about finding a number one and starting there is it kind of helps make it a little easy. If you like the idea of the X-Men, you like the X-Men movies, it's it's what was it? 1964 when the comic book started. So just jump in and you you'll figure it out after a while. It's just like swimming. Right. Jump in. You're going to be a little weird at first but then you'll start to tread water you'll figure out what's going on and and marvel is better about that than dc in my opinion because marvel has a recap number ones all the time well they do that too but also they have a recap page where they tell you what's been happening right they tell you what you need to know to read the the first paragraph will be this is the base origin story yeah peter Peter parker and the second radioactive spider you know and then the second paragraph will be what's going on within the arc. And so it's really right. easy to get into Marvel. Um, DC's weird where you just wait a few years and they're going to reboot everything anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. The thing that uh, uh, DC seems to do, which I've certainly been on board with, is is they do little short runs of some of their characters. Yeah. Right? So so especially Batman. Uh, uh, Batman and Wonder Woman had something a while back. Uh, but uh, are you talking about the uh, the brave uh, and the bold thing mm-hmm. with yeah. Liam Sharp? Yeah, uh, where she was in like the uh, Irish 
Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that book. Yeah, it is so, so good. good. It was amazing. That. I haven't read it yet. It, it, it is, so it's good. solid. Yeah. And Liam Sharp's art is fantastic. It reminds me of Bernie Wrightson. Yeah, yeah. He, he both wrote and, yeah, yeah, and that illustrated, was his own right? It was book. top to bottom. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Was, his art was definitely the part of the reason I held on to that green. That Grant Morrison Green Lantern book for so long is because if I even if I didn't understand what in the hell was going on, at least the Liam Sharder part was cool to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah his art kills. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Have you read Deceased? Uh, no, <laughs> I did not. Don't we, worry, we'll probably review we, it. Tonight. We talk. Okay, go. <laughs> we yeah. talk a lot about Deceased on this show. <laughs> it's so um, good. It's pretty good, man. I yeah. I, yeah. I I second Chad's advice on that. If you're looking to get into into book into comics. Pick something that that you're somewhat familiar with already, like maybe your your favorite your favorite superhero from the movies, or something that just looks kind of cool. Or I watched this cartoon when I was a kid, right? And then just jump in. Um, Jess was actually a great example of that because yeah. You yeah. Know, we reviewed yeah, exactly. four weeks of stuff, and the one that she felt she understood the best was the Iron Man Iron one Man. because right. of the movies because yeah. she had seen like an Iron Man in a move, movie and a half or something right like she yeah. yep. she already knew Iron Man to some extent so she was already able to connect with the character at some to some degree yeah so you yeah. just jump in you you find something you like and you just read it and and most of the time they're pretty good about telling you what you need to know like you know, if, to, if you want to know more about what about this offhand comment, check out this issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Sure, or whatever. right, yeah, yeah. Little tiny yellow box in the corner. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. And then you kind of through that, you kind of figure out what else you need to read. And honestly, we're happy to help you out here at Astro Zombies. Like, go to your local shop. Hopefully, it's us, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you come in and ask us a question. We're happy to help out. It's true. <laughs> so uh, Chad, Chris is like absolutely not don't talk to me <laughs> don't, don't. I, no, yeah dude, I don't, please it's I don't work here but if uh, if I'm here and you want me to help you I'll absolutely help you I'll <laughs> probably throw Saga the first trade in your hands sure. it's hard uh, not to yeah a comic book shop and uh, Kirkman did a thing where he put out die 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 without telling anybody and the whole point of it was he wanted to kind of recreate the the not mystery but the the, the funness of, I guess mystery is a good word for it. The mystery of what's in my comic book shop this week. You know, because nowadays you just go onto the internet and you say, okay, these are all the books that are supposed to come out. I Which will get is them. totally a thing I would do when I was still just a customer. Oh, yeah. I, would, I mean, why not? I get yeah. it. I would yeah, prepare man. every week. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. That's why a week I, like this where we don't get half of our DC stuff, it yeah, right. really throws a... That's why I mean when I came in. That's why I asked you. I was like, "Hey, where's this this other Joker book?" And you're like, "Nope, it's not yeah, in Joker our box." Number one. So we'll, hopefully, we'll, it's we'll, coming next week. I mean, yeah, yeah. lunar really. It's uh, all supposed to come in next week. So what else are you uh, on besides the big? Uh, yeah. So besides those uh, Lost Soldiers, uh, just which recently, is something we reviewed. Just recently signed up for that one. one that's that really yeah. good. Um, because I suggested it to you. <laughs> Uh, wow, 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 die! Wow. If you're not reading Die, you are doing yourself a massive. I gotta be disfavor. honest. I'm barely hanging on right now. Really? I really yeah, jumped I, out. It, it's like every other issue. Like one issue, I'm I'm to- I'm hanging on by my fingernails. I just can barely figure out what's going on. Then the next issue will be like, okay, yeah, okay, I just feel like I understand again. And then the next issue after that will be another one where I'm. It's it's. it's well, he's he's followed a formula for the past. We're we're into arc number three now, yeah. right? And so he's followed this formula where, 
uh, about every third or fourth issue, he jumps back and does this sort of like historical literary reference, right? And, and uses that to sort of tie the world back together. Right. And yeah. so, so we, so we, we'll have a, an issue where there's like a bunch of action. Then we'll have an issue of sort of like a character, um, uh, type development sort of a thing. Then we'll have this like historical thingamajig going on. Um, and to me, it's this, it's a really, um, intellectual bit of writing because no matter what, he's always following the rules of the game. Yeah. It is, okay. it is always a D and D game, right? That yeah. is going on. And so the, the characters never break out of their, uh, their dice roll. Yeah. But right? the characters, you know? And, the characters they, know they're part of the game. They, they, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, so to me, it's a, it's very intelligent writing and, and so, and, and also the art is tremendous. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a beautiful Hans book for sure. And so. I don't know what it was for me because it's right up my alley. Uh-huh. Like I love D and D, um, the idea of the, you know, the, the people being sucked into the game. The, the Jumanji aspect. Right, right yeah. Now. I really like that. And again, the art, and I love Karen Gillan. And I don't know why. It just didn't stick with me for, for whatever reason. And that's the weird thing about... I mean, that's the weird thing about any entertainment. Is some people love something, and some people are like, I should love this, and I don't know why I don't. Right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. But that probably happens no matter what, right? You'll you'll find You'll find a bunch of readers that are totally passionate about something and then somebody else is like, meh. Yeah. You know, sure. so, yeah. And then we ridicule them mercilessly on social media. Oh, don't do that. That's how <laughs> it works, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, so speaking of, of comic books, do you guys want to get into some reviews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do, it. do. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, this week. Uh, you know, this is, this is our Patreon patrons get to vote and uh they voted for big girls number two big girls <laughs> big girls too so at the end of the month uh we have a patreon uh, if you're at five dollars or higher tier you get to vote on a book that we read uh patreons picked big girls two it's a image book by jason howard that's the story and art lettering by phonographics um wow. so I'm trying to, um, I've obviously I've had a very long week, right? Um, and so we, uh, maybe. we reviewed the first issue on the show. Yeah. Did we you? did. Okay. That's I, part of the reason I, I it missed up. that. So okay. somebody get me caught up. What happened in number one? So there's these big girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Figure that part out. Yeah. Uh, basically, um, dystopian future. Yeah. Uh-huh. Post-apocalyptic uh, world. Okay. And then, uh, there's some sort of a mutation where, people start to get bigger, like big, big, big. They, right, right. they call it the mistake. And, um, the mistake. Yeah. The, okay. the boys always turn into monsters. Well, and the then, boys have the potential of becoming monsters. Well, Not once, all of them do. Once they get big? Well, yeah, there's just, there's, the human men can potentially become these big, huge monsters and the human women can become these huge women. Because if I right. remember so correctly, what but what I'm saying is if the, if the, if the male does start to get bigger, he's always turns into a monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, right. It's not every man right. does it. Right. right. Gotcha. Um, and then if the if a female does, she just gets bigger, like a giant. That's it. At least that's what the first 
issue kind of touched on. They touched on something in the second one about women, though. Right. I don't know if I missed it. Or you didn't miss it. It's kind of in passing, and I read it again this morning and okay. like quickly. Basically, when she's being, they're kind of like doing tests on this big girl, mm-hmm. the one that's the protagonist, Evie or Ember. 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 Ember is that her name? I think so. You didn't even read yeah. it. How do you know this? I did read it. I totally read it. I read it too. So, I, didn't, so I didn't read the first one. I read number okay. two, and I was lost. So yeah, well, for sure. You're like, what is <laughs> so when the woman is doing their tests, she's like, "But what happens if, when you come in contact with these guys, you somehow do it?" There's still questions, even though this is it's been generations. There's still questions about why or how. They, they don't exactly know why it right, happens. Exactly, and there's there's a revelation happens. in this yes. book. That kind of helps push that along at the very end. The cliffhanger for the uh, the issue is kind of a uh, okay. So maybe not everything is as it seems, and our base judgments or assumptions that all is or all isn't is not necessarily true. And so they're worried. That's why they're doing tests on the big girls. Is what if these things change? What if this situation that we're comfortable with which is these women becomes these huge badasses to fight the huge asses right and right. so that asses. that's what i was referring to right is they they they're still doing testing and they're still trying to figure out what they can do it's not just oh this is how the world is so we have to deal with it they're still trying to find some kind of cure. And well, it seems like tests. some of them are trying to figure it out and other, like there's definitely like a, I want to say like a military entity that's just like, nope, let's destroy that. Right. And right, they don't, they right, don't right. care one way or the other. And so they're outside of the sanctuary in this one and in issue two, they defeat one of the monsters and immediately they're like, well, set it on fire, burn it. And they're like, well, we can dissect it. We can learn from it. And they're like, well, we're outside of our sanctuary. Well, there's people that live in these buildings. I don't care. Burn it. Right. Like, oh, my god. Let them know we're going to do a burn and that they need to get the heck out of here. And my job is not to protect everybody. It's to protect the sanctuary. And that's the military's view of it. And so when I – and I wanted to look this up, but I didn't um, – I didn't have time. Um I'm interested to so the the idea of this story I was really behind I was like oh cool man yeah badass women like kicking ass cool that's right. sweet um, but again I think we talked about it a little bit um, it's a little bit on the nose with with like men being monsters and stuff like that and I I understand that that take or that idea but when I was reading it this time I was like this is written from a guy's perspective though mm-hmm. and so it it flipped it for me in a way that was like, what idea is he trying to get across? Like with the art, with this splash page, I was like, is that sexist? Yeah. Because she's, she's basically in her underwear. One of the, one of the giant women. And there's these people all over, you know, doing tests and stuff like that. I, I, I get that. But in any actual medical setting, like you have a gown, right? To just to just draw her in panties and a bra as a giant woman with looks like nothing but men crawling o- over her. I mm-hmm. was like, I don't. I I really started to get uncomfortable. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I noticed the same thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just me. Yeah, I. 
I was like, why is she almost naked in this? In this, like, she doesn't have to be. Right. Yeah, and like you said, in a situation where they're doing some sort of medical procedures on her, she wouldn't just be. Right. You know, because this anti gravity boobs. Yeah, <laughs> laying on her back. You know what I mean? Right. I just, I don't know. It it really sat poorly with me, and I think that affected the entire book. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted, I wanted to look up Jason Howard and see what his history is. Maybe there is something there that would help connect that. Like you were talking about, um, Miss America Chavez. Right. Right. Having a writer from that background. It's like, cool, then, you know, I can get on board. The the ideas are there and they, they sync up. With me not knowing anything about Jason Howard other than his name, I'm assuming it's a guy. And I'm and I know that there's something else going on in the story. Obviously, like you're talking about, maybe the men aren't monsters. And that's kind of a dangerous topic in and of itself. Right. To be like, oh, men are monsters. And then, oh, but we're actually not. And it's like, are you? Are you trying to write a story about defending yourself? Like what? I I, I don't know. I just, I, it didn't sit well with me. If you remember when we picked this book up the first time, uh, <clears throat> both of you had a problem with the back page. Okay. Because it says the same thing. It says the yeah, same thing on this I one. I just that, thought it know, was a dumb slogan. It, yeah, it's a dumb slogan. Oh, it yeah. kind of yeah. comes off like it's... Uh, Men are monsters destroying the world. Only girls can stop them. Big girls. Right. It comes off kind of a yeah. girl powery almost... I mean, if Kelly Thompson wrote it, you're like, okay, what is she going to do? Let's see what... Right. Right? Um, so I I did not have the same opinion of it as you guys did. Okay. And maybe it's because I'm a blind white guy, or it just I just didn't allow it, or it just didn't happen for my... I mean, yeah, she's she's lying there naked, um, almost. But my, my idea was, okay, well, she's not completely naked, which is something they could do, honestly. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's an yeah, image yeah, book. An image, yeah. Yeah. I think that the, the whole point of that panel... Uh, page, a splash page, is a double splash page, basically, is they're just trying to show the the scope in which it takes all these people to look. And, and you're probably right. I mean, I could be wrong, though. Um, and I I remember I, when we read the first one, I did some homework on Jason Howard, and for whatever reason, it's completely escaped me now. But I know he's done some really good stuff, and, and he's, um, as far as I know, his, his background hasn't been anything controversial in yeah. that realm. And I don't think it's his intent to... Right, but if right. you guys yeah. both got it, then there's a problem. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. And so, I mean, is it is it worth giving number three a fair shake? Because it's starting to go in the direction of something else is going on with the men monsters? Well, right. I right. had other problems with this issue as well. Okay. Um, the first issue took some time to humanize the military character and this issue they basically said oh yeah he's just a straight up killing me killing machine monster and i just feel like that that humanization that i enjoyed about that character in the first issue just is totally absent in this one and it just feels like hey where'd that where'd that go (laughs) because which is weird having the same like having one writer and one artist, you feel like it would be a little more cohesive, but having it change like that yeah. is weird. And and maybe we we'll see more of that later on in the story, but and frankly, this issue left me not really wanting to read the next issue. We so. both had 
when this issue came out, which was a few weeks ago, uh, Jason and I both kind of felt flat. With yeah, this really. Like, I don't know. I don't know one. why it just didn't grab me this when time. When I read it this morning again, I kind of liked it more. Okay. I don't know what changed exactly. The, I see. I didn't read it. again. The end cliffhanger is it's pretty cool. Um, just kind of, but it was cool. But at the same time, I've read this story before in in different sections. Okay. Uh, with different books, you know, like we we get it. It's a po- dystopian world. Something happens, Walking Dead, and now everybody's this way, or potentially could be this way if we don't, you know, if we're not careful. Um, the bullying from the the older women to the big girl, um, you know, that's we've read stuff like that before, mm-hmm. where she's having to climb. She's got a, a so it's, to speak mountain. The, she has to like climb a to ha- get there. Trope. It, kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, she has to prove herself to this other woman who's been there for a long time. And the one girl's like, oh, well, she's taken on two at one time. That's pretty impressive. And the other girl's like, well, whatever. Oh, she should have called us and yeah. then she wouldn't have had to take on two. Yeah, and then she it turns have been out she's taken on three. Like, you've been in that situation. Like, you were in that. You shouldn't have been in that situation in the first right, place. Right, right. And that, that makes perfect sense. So, so, a lot of the content of the story, I feel like we've gotten in other places. And so, those things aren't as exciting as they should feel. And well, that's and a lot of times that's just old guy comic reader part of me. And part of this is but I mean the art. The art? I I'm like, like the, the art. I mean the way she's on her little, hands and knees. A little seductive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like I don't know. I didn't get that from that. I mean she's just getting up. She's off smiling. The she got I was knocked down. I was kind of too busy being lost to to get some of those. Right, but but like, but by the end of it, I was I was kind of wondering, like, okay, wait, is this a uh, is this a story about these giant protectors, or is this a story about like human connection? I think it has to do with humans and how they deal with things, and potentially the inability to deal with things out of our own realm. Yeah. You know, they, the military automatically just is like, all right, murder these guys because they're taking us out as opposed to, you know, the and, and maybe this will come down the line where, you know, this obviously those the first two big girls that that are there, um, not the protagonists, but the ones who have been around for a while, they're just murder machines. And they're just like, don't even think about it. But they made us they kind of gave us this this look in the first one where uh, there's the guy who's talking to the woman who near the ends. Yeah. I, I can't say. He had a baby, like a son, in the first one, and who was growing big, and he was trying to hide him, and military just rolled up in there and murked him. Just yeah, that was the end. Yeah, it was a it was, it was, like a, it was brutal, it was shocking a, an splash page. page. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, and so um, this he's in there again, and so my 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 take on this book is that they are trying to say, hey. Maybe not all men will grow up in this thing, and it was our inability to have the foresight to to do this, which is going to cause us problems. Deceased is doing the same thing, where all these zombies, they're just killing, and then they find out that they have a cure. So now right, like right. the guilt's going to start setting in. We're like, oh, shit, we... We've been, we've been we just killed. murdered Green Lantern. We've and been we killing all our friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm feeling that maybe this is going in that same direction, where, you know, maybe, uh, maybe not all the men turn into these evil monsters, and if we can cultivate them to not 
be this in some way, then it won't be the situation. But who knows? Sure. So I think part of it for me is, and maybe this is just a consequence of how many comics I read every week, but I am just so like post-apocalypsed out. <laughs> I like this dystopian sort of post-apocalyptic stuff. It's got to really be unique, and it's got to build a world that I want to sp- that I want to spend time in to grab me. This felt like District Nine or any other yeah. movie where you've got. I mean, even the Land of the Dead by George Romero, like the the, the fourth installment of the Night of the Living Dead stuff. You know, there's there's a there's a big skyscraper, and all the not zombies live in that place. And then they're completely secluded from the rest of the world, which is all zombies. All, yeah, sure. And so this kind of hit that exact same note for me. And I, th- like I said, nothing old, new note. or special yeah. in all of that. Yeah. Um, the concept initially is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just I, hoping for a little more. The and, concept was like, in, and again, that first issue, I was like, okay, I'm on board with this. Especially that that shocking moment. I was like, oh, that was that was different. That was unique and it's rough. The, the the concept of this book is probably a lot of fun for him to draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billing just drawing. It's like a Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, or an Ultraman. Um, so how we rate our books basically is uh, once we're done talking about them, I think we I think we're I think we've said our piece on this one. Yes. We decide whether we're gonna pick up the next issue. I'm a no on this one. Yeah, me too. Um I just there wasn't enough to 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 keep me there, which is a bummer because I feel like I like coming off that first issue, I was I was interested to see more, and I saw more, and I didn't really care. <laughs> so I am going to hold on for another issue at least, okay? Just because I just want to see what they do with it. I like the concept initially, just because this issue was it wasn't a dud; it was just lackluster in my opinion. There was there was cool things going on, and it's still world building. Um, and then, like, the last part that happens kind of gives you a, hey, hang in there because this there's something going on. And hopefully we get some revelation that explains more or at least what they're going to do in the future. So I'm, I'm still in on this book, Jason Howard. Don't worry. <laughs> and I, uh, uh, after reading it, I got to that final illustration, and I was like, oh, maybe. Right, because because you know, having, having listened to the podcast, I was like, okay, I know that this is how we're going to rate this, um, but I I think that what I kind of settled on as I slept on it was maybe I'll go back and get up like issue one. We still have copies of one on the wall. Okay, nice. I saw them this morning. Yeah, so there's so still maybe, you can maybe still go back and read that and, and see whether or not it grabs it. me, and right. and then maybe reread number two and and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but, I will certainly sell you a copy of number one. <laughs> Weird. I know, right? <laughs> Weird how that works. <laughs> What'd you read, Jason? So I read and have been reading Sea of Stars, uh, written co-written by Jason Aaron and Dennis Hallam, uh, drawn by Stephen Green, and uh, colored by Rico Renzi, letters and design by Jared K. Fletcher. Um, so this is So this week's issue is number seven. But I'm going to kind of give you guys the, I'm, I basically am going to use this issue as a, as a entryway into just sort of trying to sell you on this series. Cause I think it, I think it's one that isn't getting enough attention, but sort of the basic idea here is, uh, this, the main, 
there's two protagonists here. There's the a father and a son, and the father is essentially a space trucker. It's his job to to fly freight ships back and forth in in space. What's you look that like you have song? a question. What's that song? Space trucking. Space trucking. Yeah, is there I think a space it's, it's song? Deep Purple or Uriah Heep. I space have no trucking? idea. It's a fantastic song. Look up Space Truckin'. It's a no classic idea. rock and roll song. I bet okay. Jason it's Aaron so is listening to that song. When it's he totally possible. <laughs> it's because it seems like something he'd be hey, into. Hey, Jason Aaron, oh. when you hear this podcast, let us know. <laughs> yeah. They they use that song. Uh, if you watched Ash vs. Evil Dead, it was one of the last songs. Like at, at every the end of every episode, they would have some song. I think it was like the third or fourth one. Gotcha. Anyways, it's a really good song. I can't remember who did it though for some reason. So the this guy is he has to take his son along on 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 a job. So he and his son are flying through space. They're shipping these things across the across the galaxy and uh they get attacked by essentially a giant space whale. Nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah, space whale. It's like, it's but it's like a it's more serpentine than than the whale, but it's this big space monster that it's that just takes a bite out of their ship, and through that situation, they get separated. The father and son get separated. The son ends up like light years away, and the the basic the th- basic thrust of this story is the father is just trying to get to his son. He's he he's I I have one job to do right now, and it's to get to my son. And get him home, and the son starts to exhibit powers. Basically, he begins to exhibit abilities like he doesn't have to, like he doesn't need air in space. And his he, dad's got a, a suit, and yeah, the kid's just out there. The kid's around. just floating around in space, and he finds that he's able to communicate with the with like a it's like a space dolphin <laughs> and, <laughs> and like a space monkey. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like these kind of uh, crooked dudes that are like out in space trying to get by yeah they're just they're They're scavengers yeah they're just living their lives and they become interested in him and then they kind of become his companions through through this whole thing so some stuff goes down and this this uh race of people called the zaztecs they they discover the boy and they're the thing that's giving him his power they want to get that out of him because they want to use it for their own means. And so the first story arc kind of ends with them inadvertently drawing the same creature that attacked him and that attacked the ship in the first issue. And every, it seems like everything's going to be going to be all right again. And then everybody gets spread out again. So this is, this issue picks up with one member of that race who initially brought brought the son back to her people knowing that they were probably going to have to hurt or kill him to get the the power out of him she she got she felt guilty at the last minute and helped him escape so now she's with him and trying to protect him and get him back to his father whereas the father has found himself um inside the giant creature and so he has to figure out a way to get to get out of there to get back to his son but i think the strength of this book is jason aaron as a writer he's 
he's known for doing Thor. He's known for writing Wolverine. And he's known for an image book called Southern Bastards where he basically... It's a love letter to the South, but also a being critical of the South. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a Southern crime book, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so... Because Jason Aaron is from the South himself, and so he has this sort of blue-collar edge to how he writes a lot of characters. But then he's also like got this... people. Yeah, basically. And then he has this other side of him where he likes to write about space sharks and he likes to write about <laughs> yeah, right. and he likes to write about gods that that can crack planets in half and this book I feel like is where him and Dennis Hallam can combine the two you've got this trucker this space trucker who is just doggedly going through all this weird space god magic stuff just to get to his son but and there's a simplicity to that story that I really appreciate, and then the whole sci-fi aspect of it really doesn't hurt either. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I remember, and I'm sorry to interrupt real quick. Yeah, go for I it. I remember when I was reading the first issue, I felt that we could have put the exact same situation in a truck in Pennsylvania, yeah, or in Russia, or wherever, not even in space, and the same problems would happen. You hit a land whale. Yeah. Kid a land whale. Yeah. Land man, last time that yeah. happened and then to me, was the terrible. kid gets thrown out and, <laughs> so and he's knocked out and then a weird land monkey and a weird land dolphin find him <laughs> and they take him away like they do in the book. And then, you know, I feel that it's humanistic, exactly yeah. what you're saying. It's 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 a, hu- a story of human, I mean, big girls is too, but Jason Ayers just does a really good job at it. Well, yeah, and then you've got this guy who has a job that, really took him away from his family for a lot. And right. that's one of the things he talks about in this in this issue is he's saying like, I wasn't there for my son to be born because I was on a run. I, he came early and I wasn't there and I haven't been there for him a lot in the past, but now when he needs me more than ever, I'm, I'm going to be there and I'm not going to let anything stop me. <laughs> and he does a really crazy thing in this book that I don't, necessarily want to spoil but they put him through a lot of stuff yeah he's he goes through a lot to, yeah he's i mean near death so many times um what's that scene in uh mars where homie's just using duct tape to like seal up the right. stuff oh right. in the martian yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it's yeah. the martian yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah it's a similar scene yeah that first issue where you're like oh man he's like that would be crazy <laughs> But it's it's a great book. It's beautiful too. It's it's interesting to look at. There's not another book on the stands that looks exactly like Is that a Phoenix? This book. Yeah, they met they met like it a says, firebird thing. Caw. Anyway. <laughs> what? That's what if, it says. If, oh, any, that does yeah. cool. if you wanna if you wanna read a story about a trucker just trying to find his son, but there's like space gods and stuff. If you want to read that, if that sounds something like something interesting to you, come by Astro Zombies and I'll put the the first trade paperback in your hand because I believe in this book and I I think a lot of people would enjoy it. And, and is, if you're a fan of what Jason Aaron's doing in Thor, then you need to read this book. Because, yeah, yeah, it's very it's very if you similar. Like Southern Bastards, this is also good. You know, a lot of people who read Jason Aaron initially because he was doing any books, and then he went to you know yeah. went to Marvel and now he's doing the big two. I mean. He's a great writer. He's he fantastic. Really is. Well, he kind of built his career doing doing crime books and then 
turns out he was really good at writing superheroes too. So, so if if you're a fan of him and you weren't on board with the superhero stuff, this is a good reconnect to yeah to smaller size story, even though it's huge. Yeah, it's a huge story. But it's a small it story feels... that covers big spaces, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah, space. The final, the final frontier. frontier. So this is issue seven, and I think, needless to say, I I will be picking up issue eight. It's it's a great book, and I'm going to be with it basically as long as it goes. Cool. Very good. You said it is an image book, so if you do come down to Astro Zombies, the first trade should be, what, 10 bucks? I believe Typically. so. They almost yeah. always are. But anyway, uh, speaking of things that were old and are new again, uh, what did you read this week, Chris? <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> I read something that's old and new. Old and new, yeah. yeah. So uh, Giant Size X-Men number one. Uh, it came out a, a while back, seventies, uh, late seventies, and uh, it was it was the landmark issue that kind of reinvigorated the X Men because you know before the X Men were these kind of bratty kids that went to a school and it felt kind of like they were exclusive and people weren't really feeling that. I mean, even before this issue came out, they were just doing reprints of the first 44 issues. So there was no new content for years, five years about on this book. Lynn Ween and uh, Dave Cockrum, they they took some characters that they had already kind of made. Wolverine was uh, Lynn Ween's creation in, um, in Incredible Hulk number 181. 180 through 182 is where Wolverine shows up. And this is technically his second full appearance um this is one of my grails as far as i've got a copy of 181 and it's the only copy i ever want really uh, even a 98 it would be cool to have but it won't be as important to me or mean as much as my original copy of 181 will so you know i've got my grail and it's cool giant size x-men number one would be my second grail something i do not have i almost pulled the trigger on one last night i was like this book is only going to get hotter. This book is only going to get bigger. Uh, but this is the, the – it's called a tribute to, to Wayne and Cockrum. So basically, X, X-Men and Penn having these giant sizes that they've been coming out. There's a giant size Magneto. There's a giant size mm-hmm. – uh, what was it? Phantom X, giant size Storm, giant size Nightcrawler. And this is giant size X-Men number one, and it's it's a tribute to the guys who did it in the first place. The inventors of these all these fantastic characters, who I would say far and away are more popular than most, if not all, of the original X Men, except for I mean I guess you could exclude Professor X and Marvel Girl slash Jean Grey, but you know there's there's people who love Iceman, there's people who like Cyclops, and there's people who like Beast and Angel, but I would say that the love for Nightcrawler, Colossus, Storm. Wolverine far surpasses those guys. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it, it, you know this is this may be the seminal. You know, Fantastic Four is the first superhero team. These guys are the best superhero team to most to a lot, and you can argue that, and it's totally cool, and I get it. But in my opinion, it is true. And this is the book that actually made me kind of get away from Spider Man because I was a Spider Man guy. I grew up with Spider Man. Spider Man was my first comic. I had a ton of Spider-Mans right away, and then when I read, really it was Chris Claremont's run that got me into it, and so I had to kind of go back because I was just too young at the time for for these original issues. But it was uh, Chris Claremont and then going back and reading this stuff that really made 
not only just a, a team dichotomy kind of work, but you know, it made all these characters with super deep, super rich backstories and, and, and all of these, this book kind of goes into a lot of their backstories and it shows how they became X-Men and why. Um, if you're not familiar, there's going to be a bit of spoilers. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but there's, you know, this came, this book came out in 77 or whatever. Yeah, I think so. you're yeah. good to spoil. <laughs> right. Um, real quick, Lim Wien, besides doing the Hulk run, he also did some Swamp Thing. He was involved in Watchmen. Well, he co-created Swamp Thing, didn't right, he? Right, right. Yeah. He, he created Swamp Thing, and he co-created the, the Watchmen book with Alan Moore. So he's no joke. This guy, you know, if you didn't know Lim Wien, then you do now, and you need to just do some more homework because the guy is fantastic. Uh, Dave Cochran did Captain America, Batman. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff too. But yeah, he, he's done a lot of stuff you don't realize he did. Right, right. He's one of those guys. And Wayne was actually like that too, where you're like, oh, he wrote, I didn't know he wrote Star Wars, but he did. So Yeah. Um, I, I struggled at first on how I wanted to approach this book just because of how important it is to me. Um, I, you know, I, I considered maybe rereading the original and then doing some comparisons. And I decided not to do that. I decided to just pick this book up and go. And that's what I did. And it actually turned out really cool. So so awesome. what explain to us what what this book is. So this book came out today. Right. So it's it's so, it's but it's not just a reprint of Giants. No, not at all. Number one. No, no. So when I said it was a tribute, what it what it means is that they they've taken uh it's like forty some forty some creators and they basically redid a page each or together like it's either one or two people redoing each page and they're almost verbatim some the the paneling is very similar if not exact the wording is very similar if not exact everything's made to look like the original but maybe a little updated or just a little different i was going to try and pick which of my which pages were my favorite i was going to you know i i kind of built up these ideas of how i was going to review this book and I've decided that I'm not going to do any of that. Um, okay. I, I read it, and immediately the first page, besides after they kind of give a tribute and explain Ween and Cockrum to you, is an Alex Ross splash page with all of the new X-Men kind of splashing off the page because also Sunfire and Banshee are part of this original team. And uh, not Warpath, but his older brother, Thunderbird. This is a huge spoiler, guys. Thunderbird doesn't make it. <laughs> um <laughs> And that that kind of now, how I often do you get a character that died in the seventies in Marvel? Not very often. Besides Captain Marvel, nobody was really dying at this time. This yeah, was, yeah, for sure. You know, this was this was shocking. And and yeah, it's kind of like when you watch the Suicide Squad movie, and they don't even kind of go into this one guy who's part of the Suicide Squad. You know that that dude's dead, and sure enough, within minutes, that guy's off the screen. Right. It's the same kind of thing here, where you're like, well, okay, that guy was in one issue, and he's dead. But it doesn't happen till the end of the book. So you you really you see Professor X kind of go, oh no, something happened, and and then Cyclops is the only one who's there, and you don't see the other X Men, and you're like, well, what happened? And then you find Professor X trying to build this new team, get this new team together, and so he's kind of going through. And if you watch the the X Men first class, you see a, a very similar 
thing happen where he kind of you know they they go and they meet Jean Grey and they get her to join. They go to the bar and Wolverine's sitting there and he's like, "Hey, we got this thing." And he's like, "F you guys," which is the best part of the whole movie. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> but, just quick. Yeah, yeah. He's right there. Boom. And that's that's like that's how Hugh Jackman's in almost every X Men movie because right. he's right. got that little cameo. Um. So so needless to say, there's. Like I said, I wanted to break it down and I wanted to compare, but what really happened was as I was reading it, it was it was invoking these kind of suppressed memories, these these feelings that I had when I was a kid when I read this book started to come to the surface, and it was really, I, I loved it. It was it was super cool, and I'm so glad that I read it the way I did because it it, it helped me kind of remember what I forgot. Because I haven't read this book in 20-some years at least, you know. And I've never had an original copy. I just read the Marvel Masterworks or whatever right. reprints. Yeah, yeah. And they did a reprint of it not too long ago. And if you had the original, you wouldn't really want to open no, it up much. No, I wouldn't touch that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, kid, if I had the original, it would already be graded and um, uh, yeah. sitting oh, next yeah. to my Wolverine uh, Hulk 181. And, you know, I mean, that's where that's where it would <laughs> I'd I feel, open yeah. up the closet to show it off, you know. Yeah, like, right. hey, yeah, look sure. at I don't want too awesomeness. much light on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. light ruins comics if you don't know. Don't put your comics on the wall unless you don't care about them. So needless to say, you just got to read the book. And, and, and there's, a, there's a super cool contrast between art in each different page because it's a different artist and or writer. Who is that one? Uh, so that's the funny thing. There's so many. I didn't even... You can't like, uh, you can, line them up. Yeah, but I know the, that first page is Alex Ross right. because he's unmistakable. So page five, it looks like it's going to be, and it's it's a creator I've never even heard, and that was kind of why I didn't do this. Okay, Saya Oum, S I Y A O U M. I like. That's I mean, another, I liked it. So that's I, kind of another reason that this issue is cool is because there's a lot of names on there I did not recognize. So mostly, I think, there's I a think ton of names. There's like, a bunch of people who got maybe maybe their first superhero work doing a page of this book. Absolutely, that's cool. So, so page five is what Chad was just talking about. It's it's Wolverine's first showing up of in the book. And Professor X kind of shows up uh, the Weapon X program in Canada and recruits him. And I forgot about this, but he basically poaches the crap out of him. He's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, bro, uh, you know, f Canada and come with me. You can murder people. And he's like, oh wait, I can do that <laughs> because he's like, we don't have as many rules as these guys have, and there's not as much red tape. And Wolverine's like, sign me up, dude. And so. You know, it's really cool. And then it goes into Storm's origin story. Banshee's real quick. Sunfire. Storm um, spends a lot of time topless in her in that in that first couple of pages. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> her hair sh- covers. Uh, her, so yeah, there's yeah. no there's no nudity. But I mean, I was I if was, she was a uh, goddess, goddess, why yeah. would she be wearing a you know? I was a little taken aback by that. I was like, oh wow. They did Once this again, I 70s? didn't even notice. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like big girls too, like the large woman lying there in her underwear. I just, I, it didn't phase me. I was just like, okay, that's how that is. Also, but, Sunfire is a jerk. <laughs> so, so what's funny is Sunfire, he's always a jerk. Yeah, um, I forgot he was in this book. Honestly, I forgot that he I was didn't part of this whole thing. He was in this book, and he's kind of a jerk. And what's weird is that normally Wolverine's the guy. Wolverine's the jerk, and he's the he's the antagonist. Yeah. Uh, Sunfire and, actually is much worse than Wolverine in this book. In this book, Wolverine's kind of like, all right, man, calm down. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, cool, but why don't you shut up? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, it goes into Colossus, and his sister's in that scene yep, too. Yep, she's a little baby, and he's protecting her from a from a tractor, basically. Yep. Um, this I read is a story about the first a woman appearance got ran of over magic a today. 
Yeah, right, real exactly. first appearance of magic. Yep, <laughs> it's true. Ileana, there's, there's baby magic right there. It's the first appearance of a ton of fan favorites, and that's yeah. why this book demands so much money because you know it's not just Wolverine fans, it's not just X Men fans. That it's, page is Gurhiru, who did uh, Superman Smashes the Clan. So this page, yeah, and absolutely, you're absolutely right. He did Superman yeah. Smashes and the a Clan. good chunk of the Avatar: The Last Airbender books. Exactly, ah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I that I thought was weird and this kind of brought up a, a question of mine. How do they decide who does which page? You know, do they have a hat and you just pick out of the hat? Well, there's either there's either that or maybe people bid on like I this is my favorite character and that's why I want this page. I bet, yeah. or, I right. bet bigger names got the choose. <laughs> would be you know, well, right. You're you probably start, not wrong start from but why else would Alex Ross have the first page, right? They're like, ah, well, you make the most money, you do the first page, and then we'll figure it out. From well, there. I feel like they just told him to do that one. Like, yeah. you don't even get to pick. Just do all of and them. And maybe Honestly, that's how they all went. When, like, could be. Like however, when editorial or whoever idea this book was, when they were coming least. up with it, they were like, okay, so uh, Alex Ross is the first page, right? And they're like, okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, who else <laughs> would do it? <laughs> yeah. Um, the reason I ask this question is when you look at, I think it's page eight and nine, um, it's the Warpath, I'm sorry, Thunderbird storyline. And the first page with Thunderbird, it's it, it, it's very dark. And, you know, he's he's wrestling Buffalo and um, doing this kind of indigenous peoples. Uh, the, the page is, is obviously meant to, to invoke your ideas of what the American picture of indigenous people was in the 70s. And and so it it can come off a little, little weird. Tone deaf. Sure, sure. It, it comes off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dated. But then this <laughs> second page, Professor X says some stuff on this page. Where I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that wouldn't yeah, fly now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I, it, it was absolutely crossing my mind. I was like, oh man. But there's such a contrast in the art from this one where it's dark and brooding and like he just looks like a badass. And then the next one, it's it's you know it's yeah, like it's a super cartoony. cartoony yeah. Like <laughs> he's like got this. Cockeyed Some face of thing. the page turns yeah. are more jarring than others. Right, this yeah. one was jarring, and so that's what kind of got my my juices flowing as to okay, how did they choose who was going to do the next one? Because a lot of up to this point, every page kind of melds well, and in fact, unless you're really paying attention, you can't see the difference that, completely. That page three is mm. one of my favorite artists, Chris Somni. <laughs> and and I mean, look at Nightcrawler's right. face here; yeah. it's just perfect. Nightcrawler is a fantastic character. I love Wait, he's, he's jumping at these guys. It's like. And I remember reading this book when I was younger thinking, oh, this is the devil, you know, and like not because I was afraid of the devil, but just because that's how it was portrayed and like everybody thinks of him. There's a thing with mutants where um, like the the Morlocks, they're the mutants that you can't look at. Right. You know, they're You they're go ugly. down in the sewer. Right. You, you go live down in the sewer, sewer because now. you don't look like a normal person. They, they touch on this a lot with Beast. Mm-hmm. You know, Beast, when he was just a guy, could kind of fit in. But then when he grew blue hair you're like oh he doesn't fit in at all anymore with normal humans and so that became one of his big story tropes the same thing with the thing you know the thing everybody else looks like a normal person and they have these fantastic powers the thing looks like a giant rock that talks and that's always been his biggest achilles heel and it's always been the thing that they'll hit on the most within the fantastic four books so it's cool you know nightcrawler is kind of the same kind of character where he just doesn't he doesn't fit in because he's blue and has a tail and only has three fingers, right. uh, three digits on each hand. And, and so needless to say, I'm kind of going off on that. I, I love this just because of how I felt when I read the book. It really, like I said, evoked some weird nostalgia 
that I didn't realize happened. And it it's just a revisiting to one of my favorite stories ever in in a different way, even though it's exactly the same. Uh, I There's no next book, so to speak, unless you want to go to um, X-Men 94, 5, 94, 95. 95, I think, is, or maybe it's 98. I always thought it was 98, but then somebody corrected me a while back and said it was 95. For for which one? The first time you see the new X-Men in the X-Men book, where they go into Uncanny and it becomes the new X-Men book. Because 1 through 44 is the original X-Men. 45 through what I thought was 47 is reprints of all that. Right. And then they start with the new character in 90, the new characters in 98. So. Okay. Yeah, kind of not, the, I can't. I don't kind know. Kind of to boil it down, it's, uh, I will read the rest of the X-Men following this because I already have. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, come get this book. Do what you can to get this comic book, especially if you haven't read Giant Size X-Men number one because which I had so important. <laughs> and what'd so, you think of it though? I, I liked it. Um, I, when I, I took this home and I kind of pulled my books out when I sat down to read last night and I was like, man, I got a lot of books. Uh, maybe this Giant Size X-Men thing since it's, it's, it's essentially it's a reprint. I mean, it's, it's not a reprint, but it kind of is. I was like, okay, I'll just kind of flip through and, and like look at the art and, and everything. And I found myself just like reading it. And then before I knew it, I had finished it. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, that was good. I enjoyed it. I guess there's a reason that this book is good and popular and expensive. <laughs> yeah. The, when this book came out, uh, the mutants have always been synonymous with prejudice. And that's always been right. their biggest, I'm going to say, speed bump thing they've had to deal with is, you know. And they, they, they kind of approached it again with the AVX stuff where, you know, and then the inhuman stuff too where, you know, you're born this way, we don't have a choice, all these things. Um, this is way ahead of, ahead of its time. They were talking about this stuff in the 60s and 70s and we're still dealing with it in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's frustrating to me that why didn't we all just read this book and realize that it's wrong? You right. see what I'm saying? I mean, the, the, the social cues in this book have been you know, talked about the whole time still. And we're still as a human race, a bunch of dicks. And 100%. One of the things is I expected almost to run into bump into more things that don't, uh, that didn't age particularly well. I think the, but really there weren't that many. I mean, there was professor X talking to talking to Thunderbird, but that was really only kind of a thing like, okay, that this writer would probably phrase this a little differently now. <laughs> and then they, they the were bit. still trying to get to the point yeah. of, of, you know, he's this indigenous person and we, the white man has kind of treated him wrong. And yeah, and that's what they're, they're trying to go towards that. Yeah. But that they were also, you know, walking on thin ice. So they yeah. had to kind of, but it was also still the seventies. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They had to gloss it over with a little bit of uh, prejudice. <laughs> that well, and that was with, the interesting with, thing. With, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that was the. Int- I, I I know that there was controversy about that and about that issue. Is that that's the only one that died, right? right. And they were like, "Are we going to bring him back?" They're like, "Yeah, this, he's a Native he, American. It doesn't matter. We don't need to." <laughs> Does and he die in this issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't so, make it. Krakoa eats him. I must have missed that because I was waiting for it to happen. Um, but it it, it, it it's. It's 
I want to try and man, find the right words. Because, uh, man, do they not react to it at all if, if that happens? In this. Well, remember, they didn't know each other. Because, I mean, he's right there. Yeah, he's right On, there. On, like, the third to last page or something. He definitely dies in this. I don't remember. Or does he die later? Maybe he dies in else? the second one? I thought he died well, in no, the first one. he's gone in this. In this splash page with everybody else, he's not there. But, like, two pages before, he's, like, he's like front and center. Yeah, it's true. Maybe it's a memory. I can't. I don't know. I don't. I didn't read it yet. I'm trying to remember. I actually fell asleep while reading this last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like almost midnight, and I was trying to read this, and and <laughs> I woke now. up about halfway through it, going, "Oh, I better hurry up!" And so I started to speed read it, and then I woke up about three quarters of the way through it a second, <laughs> and then third time, and I was like, "Okay, I better just crash." <laughs> yeah. And then I and I mean, I literally looked at my wife and I was like, "Okay, I'm done reading," and she's like, "Okay, what do you want to watch?" I was like. Mm, and I fell asleep. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the whole, are you going to read the next issue thing doesn't really apply well, here. I, I I went through yeah, that. Yeah, I talked about it. A second gotcha. ago. But yeah. um, what I wanted to say is, here's, here's the thing with the Native American dying, guys. Um, if you pay attention to the book, there's a woman from Africa. There's a man right. from Russia. There's a guy from Canada. Right, there's a guy um, who's a blue a, devil thing. From Germany. From, right, Germany. From Germany. Germany. Cold who's, War. So, who's very Catholic. Yeah. Right, so if they killed anybody, what would we do? Right. Yeah. Right. That's. I mean, that's we a that's a valid guy. point. That is a good point. I mean, I th- from what I remember, the controversy being is that it was, it was they killed him and they never brought him back, and um, he's been like, he was dead for a long time. His brother, or is he still dead? His brother with no. the exact same powers shows up later, and and he eventually <laughs> is resurrected in a weird way, which I don't recall, but I know that he did come back. And die again. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, his brother is still around. Um, Warpath. Right, Warpath. Yeah. And there's also Sunfire, who's from Japan. You couldn't kill any of these people without pissing off someone. Fair. You know? Um, and, I mean, and the whole idea behind what the X-Men stand for is about that... Melting rights. pot. Yeah, the civil rights movement when, yeah. when they started. And, you know, in... When they came out with this issue, it was a, it was, it was still that was still going on, you know, and right. so no, it's, it, it still is now, you know. Uh, it's <laughs> I've always been a fan of Stanley Kirby, um, you know. I mean, Marvel Comics has always kind of pushed the boundaries on this stuff, yeah. And I mean, for people to complain like America Chavez, you know, there was a lot of haters about her being so a woman haters. of color and, and being gay. And it's mm. like, shut your face, guys. Like, you know, there was also the complaint that Captain Marvel was a girl. Oh, they couldn't Captain Marvel and a girl. She's been she's been Captain Marvel since the seventies. <laughs> right, like, so right. figure it the out. Original guys. Captain Marvel's been dead for decades. Yeah. Right, so right. I actually I brought that up once. Somebody was some somebody was on Facebook or Twitter complaining about how, oh, they have to change this and and that and blah, 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 blah. Because they were talking about, I think they might have been talking about Captain America when Falcon took over and he became Captain America. Okay. I mean, it was kind of recent. Yeah. And yeah. Didn't, didn't stick around for very long. But I was like, oh, man. And I brought up Miss, uh, Miss America Chavez. I was like, they're going to be so mad when they find out about her. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right. For sure. And they yeah. were. And you know what? They right. can burn in hell. Yeah. yeah, it's like Sorry, whatever. Get over it, man. It's, we're all people. Um, so, I do want to interrupt our our little comic book uh, talking because I was watching the video, 
And I finally have the results of the New Mexico IPA challenge. <laughs> Third place. La Cumbre. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, nice. huh. Is it, Did they have the name of the beer? Like the number that it was? Uh, I can find that in a second. That's not important. Um, I'll drink it, though. Number one. <laughs> Wait, you're skipping two? Rio Bravo. Number one is Rio Bravo? That was a surprise to me. Yeah, it's a surprise. Yeah. Number two, Bosque. Hey. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Good job, yeah. dude. That's awesome. High fives all around. Socially Congrats, distant man. high fives. You guys did not hear clapping. That's right. That That's was us right. clapping yeah. to ourselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> Self high five. Clapping our own hands. Yeah. yeah. God, I love Wolverine in this panel. Cool. Right on. Uh, so, awesome, man. So as, as far as I know, and hopefully I don't get fired for saying this, um, <laughs> I, I believe, I believe that ask. it was a, 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 a wet hop IPA. Uh, a couple of weeks before brewing the beer for the uh, New Mexico IPA challenge, uh, a handful of us went up to White Crow Hop Farm up in uh, north central New Mexico and helped pick hops cool. uh, for a day. And, uh, Fun, and we came back with uh, 20 pounds worth of hops. And I believe that that's what went into uh, in, into that beer. So nice. uh, cool. New Mexico grown hops. If I remember That's correctly, cool. I mean, that, that is the one we voted for. I mean, because I paid for it, I voted, but <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um, that was the one because what at was the it end, 26 or something? yeah, 26. Cool. And that was because um, at the end, that was the only beer that three of us agreed on at the same time. Right, right. And nice. so I was like, that's my favorite over all of them. And then um, Jess picked it and Rob picked it as well. Very cool. And so I was, I was like, perfect. We'll, we'll use that as our vote. So that's really cool, and it's fun that yeah. that Bosky was a part of the tasting, and that's she had awesome. no idea because she she didn't taste the beer beforehand. Right. That that's she, fun. Man. She showed me where they made that batch uh, when we were doing the uh, the bus the brewery tour. Oh yeah, and um, she told me the right little there, guy. Yeah, the little yeah, 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 yeah little one. Yeah, the little the, one. Little so it's, right yeah, it's not going to yeah, be like she said. This John was the only dude who had any idea what it was, what it tasted like, and yep. so you know it was one of those things. The master brewer. He made it. It's his craft. It was. It's his baby. You know, and it's got your guys' name on it. Yeah. But great, great to him, man. You know. Yeah. 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 It was cool. super That's good. Awesome. I'm, uh, Very like, cool. How cool is that? That like you're on the show as as we find. Yeah, out. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, you're not number one. The, awesome. You know, you didn't win, but number two is number That's, two is great. That's I not think. shabby. Not shabby at all. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Cool. So, um, so congratulations. Man. In in yeah. um in the in the conversation of diversity. I think that actually segues pretty well to the book that we all read, um, which was Shang-Chi number one by Marvel Comics. Uh, why don't we pull that out so that we can see the creative team on it? Because that's what I want to point out, actually. I, I was actually impressed with the creative team because yeah. they did exactly what, what they knew they people would complain about if they yeah. didn't. So Gene Luen Yang was a writer. Uh, is it Deke or Dyke? Ron is the artist. Philip Tan, flashback artist. Sebastian Chang, the colorist. VCs Travis Lan Lanham, the letterer, and Jim Chung and Laura Martin did the cover. Very cool. So there is a lot of Asian names on that list. Right. And Shang Chi is an Asian character. So I was really impressed that they that they went out of their way to make sure that there were people on this book whose whose voices could translate into the identity of this character. And um, what did you guys think of this issue? Because I really liked it. I really liked it too. It, yeah. You were pointing out earlier, Chris, that it, that it felt to you like, like it really felt to you like a, like a 
Hong Kong style kung fu movie. Yeah, it's it's chop sake all those, the way. You know, yeah. um, those opening two like three pages for sure. Yeah, and and it continues like the tropes that they hit on and the way, the way a lot of of you know Chinese cinema is done is similar because they use folklore mm-hmm. and like Legend of Feng Sayak and things of that nature. They they use already existing Chinese folklore that kind of build stories around and they kind of pick him pick ideas from those to make them. And I mean, you know, Americans do it too. Um, it's not exclusive to Chinese cinema, but it's, uh, this one hit the nail on a lot of the tropes that you expect to or want to see within those types of films and or stories. Right. Uh, I was super impressed with this book, honestly. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, they even kind of do that thing where the main character is like, working in a grocery store at the beginning. So that's yeah. a full-blown Jackie Chan rumble in the Bronx. You yeah. know, he goes he, to America to help his aunt, you know, and then, of course, you know, everybody's there to watch him do his crazy martial arts stuff. What I thought was cool about the book, too, is it's not a, he's not a secret. Yeah, You know, right. like, nobody's like, oh, why is that guy so good at this? <laughs> he's not human or whatever. And you're like, oh, no, that's Shang-Chi. He's, straight up like right. Shang-Chi. He's he's Avenger, like the supermarket. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. they know who he is, and he's there to help his aunt. And he even says outwardly one moment where he's like i hope that there's no trouble because i don't want these people to, to have issues because i'm here and so he thinks that you know he's got a clean slate nothing none of his none of the evil guys that he fought in the past you know none of that's gonna come of course it does he's wrong <laughs> yeah um so you know shang chi is an old character uh what was it uh 70 73 Inglehart and Starlin. Starlin, of course, gave us the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Gave us Thanos, yeah. Right, right, exactly. Jim Starlin is a Marvel god. You know, he's, in my opinion, he's up there with Stan Lee and, and Lin Wing. Look up some stories about Jim Starlin and his tenure at Marvel. Yeah. He was an interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's very interesting. Cool. Um, a lot of uh, getting high and writing Marvel books. In the Jim Starlin side of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, Special Marvel Edition 15 is his first appearance. If you can find that book, get it. Because it's hot right now. Um, and it's super hard to find. Even though it's not uh, crazy valuable. And at, at, at times, I mean, before they announced that they were going to make this Shang-Chi film, you could find that book for less than 100 bucks pretty readily. Yeah. But um, Special Marvel Edition is in the book that people collected at all. Right. So to find one is pretty rare. I've never seen one. Actually, that's not true. We had one here and we sold it. Yeah. I lied. I think Sorry. Dante bought it. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Um, Gene Luen Yang, uh, he's an American, but his parents are Taiwanese. And uh, so that's, you know, like he's still of that descent. And so he's. Yeah, he's. It he's was really first cool generation to see. American. Right, right, yeah. exactly. So he has both sides of that coin whereas he's an american but he's also just right there from his original heritage and he, so it's cool um in each of the issues because he wrote for me now i'm mentioning this book the second time on this podcast he wrote superman smashes the clan yeah yeah he totally did that's yeah, when you cool. when you said that i was yeah. gonna i was gonna bring it up i was like oh that would be a perfect segue but we weren't ready yeah <laughs> so and, and he, uh, <laughs> we were like in the middle of that talk. yeah yeah um he but, also wrote a lot of avatar yeah, he like did. the comic yeah. book. So him and um, Gurhiro actually worked together a lot. That makes sense. So uh, he actually 
put the little essays in the back of each of those three issues of Superman Smashes the Clan, where he talked about like what it was like for his parents to move to to move to America and what it was like for him to grow up as a as a Chinese American and he I think he's when they announced that he was the guy writing this book I was like oh, that's a no brainer yeah no yeah. for sure. What's the name of the guy that wasn't really Asian that's the editor for Marvel now? Oh, uh, oh no, Editor-in-chief, that was uh, C.B. Sibolsky. Yeah, yeah, like what the front door is going on there? Like He wrote oh, under a pseudonym that was like a Japanese name. So, no so that would be yeah. fine if he didn't also put himself off as being of of Asian descent, yeah, right? right. I mean, because like, a pseudonym is a pseudonym, and that's all good, but well, don't fake your heritage. That was you know? common practice at, at like Marvel and DC. Because it was there was like a moratorium on editors writing, and so a lot of times the editors would write under a pseudonym, and that's how they got that around makes, that. That makes sense mm. to me. Just don't, just don't do you are just don't, you uh, aren't, right? Just don't culturally appropriate while you're at it. <laughs> no right. doubt. Yeah. So, uh, Patrick, do you know do you know much about Shang Chi? So uh, about all that I knew was that he was one of these sort of lost characters for a while uh, yeah, yeah. that he hadn't had a, anything mainstream in, in a long period of time. And, and similar those... to the iron fist, he was, you know, very small section of people that liked him, but he okay. just had to say C listers almost, you know, like, yeah, like he, he shows iron up fist, as a guest. Luke in Cage. People's books okay. Lot. Right. When I say iron fist and Luke Cage, I mean like olden days, you know, obviously yeah. they have shows right. now and everybody knows right. who they are, but before the shows, they were the C list, you know, Shane, she's up there with him. Okay. Um, where people just, they may know he exists or they may not, but they probably haven't read anything that he's in. Or if they did read something he was in, it was a, a special appearance in some book, Avengers or whatever. Super brief mention. And, the, and right. then that. the timing for this book is interesting to me because the Shang-Chi movie is, who knows how far off at this point. Well, it, it's, it wasn't going to be as far off as it is now. Right? Yeah. And so for them to come out with this now... Even pre-COVID, like this is, it's interesting for them to do a Shang Chi miniseries now. He he had also just recently shown up in Swordmaster, if I remember correctly, and that's them yeah, trying to that's... get on board with that American manga style. Yeah, you know, yeah. like Swordmaster and, and Arrow, Swordmaster, yeah. but also Ruby's on DC and Avatar. You know, is an American mm-hmm. anime. Well, and he um in that like Agents of Atlas sort of line of books that they were doing. He was like the the older sort of mentor leader Veteran. character on the team, yeah. And so he he was guiding Swordmaster because you know that he is he's old, he's experienced, right? And yeah. apparently he went from that to working in a grocery store. Well, he's <laughs> part of the five deadly weapons. Five deadly weapons. Deadly I think weapons, right? And that's all something to do with his family's history. Yeah, and he kind of. Gave it up and was like, hey, brother, you take over this thing. I'm going to go do my own thing, you know, and then they stayed over. And that's kind of what the story is about is uh, the brother is overtaken by spoilers, guys, uh, another family member, um, a sister. Right. And he's murdered, basically, so she can take the throne. Um, I laughed out loud on the last page of this book. Like, <laughs> when he's like, I have to do this. And then she's like, I have to do this. I was like, this is going to be fun. Like, I don't know, man. I it, it it just, I've been a big fan of Jet Li and Jackie Chan and It Man and sure. you know all this these films. I had a big era of my life, you know, from like nineteen to twenty five, where I was on it and I was just searching it out. And that's when the American 
uh, chop suey thing was happening where Jackie Chan was just making American films in Australia, but they were coming out in America. And, you know, a lot of those are really good. First Strike, I love. Um, Rumble in the Bronx is super fun. Yep. And yep. Jackie Chan's awesome. The guy's amazing at what he does. And his choreography is above all others because of how he uses whatever's available to make unique and interesting fight scenes. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, so I've always loved this style of cinema and to see them hit it on the head so well in this comic book really gave me uh like it just made me smile yeah it, it so, felt like they did their homework for sure so what do you think of patrick are you are you into the martial arts like stuff is this something that that speaks to you what do you what, do you, what are your feelings yeah so the uh uh the opening flashback right which sets up the history of the of the society of the five deadly weapons right um that was you know completely uh hong kong fantasy yeah right okay. you we know to, we even get to see fin, fin fang foom for a minute right right yeah so, yeah He's oh, my i favorite. love fin fang foom but like you'd only get to see him for a little bit for in fact i got second. confused because i like i was like oh cool fin fang foom and i looked up a little bit of information so i could talk smart about him and then like you turn the next page and and we're in He's present day. <laughs> so you yeah. get to see his face and you're like, oh man, well, okay, that's yeah. cool. Because it was just a setup. And Fing Fame Foom is the same way where he shows up in a book for a little bit and then he's gone. Anytime they try to do a solo story with him, it just doesn't work out. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that immediately grabbed me, you know, and, and because those are all movies that I, I mean, I still have DVD Netflix because no wow. really? well because because you can't stream those movies yeah that. no it's true. right it's true so but you can order dvds they um they actually just yeah. added a whole section there's a ton of new stuff i saw earlier this week on well, netflix man is on yeah. netflix yes yeah and and I, I just watched number four just the other day nice awesome. those movies so kill we've yeah. had it on God, here he's so times. good donnie n's amazing yeah and if you don't know donnie n is the guy in uh rogue one Right. Who has a similar with the character. Force and, and a lot of people complained, me. oh, why are you putting an Asian dude to be a kung fu artist? But it turns out Donnie Yen wrote his own part and yeah. asked for that to be his yeah, character. Donnie Yen. So, it was, like, it was his up. idea for for uh, for a Chirrut to be blind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Which is cool. Yeah. Which goes to a f- classic Hong Kong cinema trope. You sure. Know, the blind, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. don't underestimate Right. Whomever you're up against, yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah, or even in Japanese film, right? The blind, you know, Zatuichi, right? The blind oh, yeah. swordsman. So, um, yeah, so I I was on board right away from there, and and to you know, truth be told, I was a little bit disappointed to uh, turn the next couple of pages because there was also that uh, awesome tribute to Chadwick Boseman in there. I kind of yeah, wanted yeah, to talk yeah. about that a little bit. I just okay, I'm happy they're doing it. I think it's amazing. Um, I feel that there's some other people who have passed away recently that could have deserved some similar treatment. Mm-hmm. But I know that Chadwick Boseman is super polarizing and he's, he's a little more famous than people who write and draw these comic books because it was film. Well, right. So I get that. But they, they have a kind of have a further reach if you're a movie, movie star. You right, know, right. Exactly. Right. Well, in, in the, the him as black Panther and the role he played in bringing that, that character and bringing Wakanda to life was so important to such a large section right, of our right. of our population that it, it was just super important for them and the fact that he's gone now it's it means a lot. Yeah, and he definitely, you know, opened doors. 
Yeah. Um, and the Black did, Panther movie opened doors. And did you read the tribute thing? In? I did. I did. It was written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, which was like it was perfect for them to have him write him because apparently they knew each other, okay. which is something I didn't know prior to this because so, he talks about how he met him in college and and he had this little, like he called him Chad. <laughs> well, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, they were first name basis. I think it's great. Um, and I'm not complaining that they did it. I just would have liked to have seen that much fanfare for some of our other lost heroes. Uh, Fair. Like I said, I'm not complaining. Yeah. yeah. It's just... Yeah. Uh, cool. th- there's been opportunities for them to do that beyond this as right. well. Yeah. Cool. Um, but uh, uh, I was a little disappointed to flip the page and find myself in current day and uh, <laughs> and 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 having like left that flashback behind, like right. I'm I, sure we'll I see more of that. I I would have I totally would have enjoyed an entire issue of of that. Of just like right. we're in ancient you know. China. Yeah, we might yeah. get some more of that. You know, you know. I, I think we'll see more of it. And that, that's probably that's probably true. You know, because uh, uh, all of the brothers and sisters apparently are going to start popping up, and you know, and we've only met three out of the five. Right. Do you think there's going to be a tournament where he has to fight them all? <laughs> I don't know. Because that would be pretty true, pretty, pretty uh, typical. That typical would be of a, that genre. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's so many tropes for, for this type of cinema um, in this book that, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're counting on your fingers. You yeah. can. I, actually, we did. We met all five. Oh, of the brothers and sisters? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we did because yeah. they find him in America, right? Right. And they're like, hey, dude, uh, something's going on. Your sister's in trouble. And well, he there's what, assumes. The sword, the staff. He's the fist. He's the fist, right? right. And then right. Um, the uh, dagger. And the dagger. I thought it was uh, weird club. that they they kind of were talking smack about uh, pole fighting at one point in there. They're like, "Who fights with a pole?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, a lot of people, people do. Also, <laughs> I feel like, and, the, and, the, and they hurt yeah. you real bad too. Yeah, also, oh, no, I it's feel not like, fun at all. Yeah. I feel like his is kind of the most impressive. Like he's his, that's the five deadly weapons, and one of them is it's the his fist. fist. Just, yeah, yeah, and that's him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least with, it's not the immortal fist. With with these of, cool gauntlets, somebody tell me about these gauntlets. Does he like? Because I I had to go flipping through the book, and when he's wrapping up packages at the grocery store, no gauntlets. Right. Well, when he's like jumping after Leko, the the British CIA agent, yeah, MI six agent, yeah. uh, wearing gauntlets. When they're just standing around talking, not wearing gauntlets. Oh, when really? he's fighting people, wearing gauntlets. Huh. So, like, uh, <laughs> I, I was wondering if you guys knew something about him that, that uh, seems like, like when he's superpower, maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's getting yeah, ready to like the fist whoop some ass, like all of a sudden he, the gauntlets, like quake. If she, you know, her bones would like break. It's a right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Maybe it's just a big mistake. I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I question that a little if bit. That's the case. Yeah, yeah. editorial. Oh, that's good job. Right. So, anyway, Shang Chi number one. Yeah, you on for number two? Uh, I think I am on for number two, and that'll be my deciding factor as to whether or not I subscribe. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, I'm all in on Shang Chi, and I was I I was not ready to be in. I was going to read it and be and good with that. Move on. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm I'm probably subscribing to this. Cool. I enjoyed it that much, and it's. It's a mini series, so I'm only you're only in for like five or six issues. So. Oh, cool. Okay, so didn't know that. Yeah, so nice. When which will be nice because about the time the movie comes out, there will be a trade paperback that we can just put in people's hands when they ask yeah, about Shang Chi. Right. Cool. Right. Uh, 
Patrick, you did read a um I did. Another book though. I, I did. so I didn't say whether I was gonna read number two or not because I'm gonna read number one at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I talked about how busy I was. I, I literally read one book and I couldn't I we forgive you. anything else. We forgive you. Thank you. No me. Yeah. But I do I do want to hear about this uh this book that you read. Uh so uh I picked up uh Batman Three Jokers, uh book number two. Uh, this is by uh, Jeff Johns as the uh, writer, and oh, yep, here we go. Uh, Jason Fabuck as the illustrator, Brad Anderson, color artist, Rob Lay, letterer, uh, cover illustrated and colored by Jason Fabuck and Brad Anderson. Um, so this is uh, this is another short series, right? Uh, three uh, issues. Three issues. Mm-hmm. All right. So good. Three Jokers, three issues, uh, out of DC's Black Label, and. Uh, the black label is is where they are putting out their super intense uh, storylines, right? Now, something They're, weird about yeah. this black label that most of the other ones don't share is that this is continuity. While I'm still, still not stuff, sure about that. They they announced it, did they? Yeah, I, saw, I read an article because there's some. So the other DC black label is not continuity, typically. not necessarily. Yeah, okay. yeah typically. So it's right. just pick and choose. Right. Okay, but this one is now like the Batman Dams. I mean. Spoilers: He dies, so you know that's not yeah, continuity. Right, right. And, the, and and the the Wonder Woman Dead Earth was set so yeah, far out in the future a, that's that that's a world thing. Right, right. right okay. yeah. So cool. most of it is out of continuity, but I th- I think it, I think the messaging is a little a little off on what is and what isn't from Black Label, but right. apparently this one is. That's that's what I read. All right. Okay. I mean, it wasn't a long article, and I didn't spend a ton of time on it. But supposedly, you know, they've hit on the three Joker thing in the past yeah. already. And so they at the end of the they're like, OK, this one is real. Well, cool. so cool. so so let's let's give a quick little rebirth or whatever of, of issue one. And so in issue one, uh, three murders happen across Gotham and uh, and, at and they each all, one. Yeah. They all appear to be the Joker, which right. would mean. And there's eyewitnesses. Yeah. Right. And they happen at the same time. So at the how exact can same one time. person be in three places at the same time. Right. Uh, and so Batman and, and crew uh, kind of kick into gear to to figure out what's going on. And um, and it quickly becomes evident that there are three Jokers. And the three jokers, and maybe this is how it fits into continuity, but um, but uh, they're kind of being labeled as as the comedian, the clown, and the criminal. Okay. And uh, and they seem to pull from previous stories. So yeah. uh, so the uh, the the uh, I the hope criminal I don't screw almost this up. seems like the original guy. The original, like the guy who used to be the Red Hood and is now right. Yeah. And then the comedian seems like he's the one that that killed Jason Todd, right from Death in the Family. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the uh, the clown is from uh, Killing Joke. Yeah, the one who shot, ba- shot Barbara. Barbara. Gordon. Yeah. Right. Okay. And 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 so and they talk directly about Barbara Gordon uh, being shot and having to deal with that. They talk directly about Jason Todd uh, getting his head smashed in. And being buried and and having to deal with that, that's right. Pretty hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Last yeah. time I checked, right. that's hardcore. Well, and, and super hardcore. And being brought to back to life with the Lazarus Pit, which is not a fun way to be brought back to life. Apparently. Yeah. 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 Better so, than being dead, though. 
That's I true. Mean, I mean, but but probably. You, but you still have some shit to work out, right? Yeah. You know, like so. Well, you you come back and like I think it's like before your spirit is totally back in your body, you are insane. Basically, you are like you are a feral beast, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. so uh so at the end of the first one, sorry guys, spoilers again. Uh, they had caught the uh, the clown. Right. Uh, and Jason Todd went off the rails and shot him. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and and powerful and scene. Barbara had issues. She was not happy with this. Well, there's a at all. There's a funny there's part a, though. There's a great line where where uh, she's like, "How could you? That you don't understand what you just did?" And then Jason Todd, well, because she tried to stop him by throwing a battering at his gun, right. and she missed. Right. And she's like, and he's like, don't pretend you didn't want this to happen. How often do you miss, Barbara? Right. When was the last yeah. time you missed? Yeah, yeah. when was the last she's time like, you missed? She's kind of speechless. She just walked away yeah. like, damn it. So well, she says, she's, right. yeah, she's like, screw you, Jason. And she stalks out. Right. Fine, be right. I'm out of here. So so this picks up right after that. And uh, and uh, so Batman. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, no. but I love, there's like that last bit where you kind of expect Jason Todd to be like, oh no, what have I done? But he just looks down at the body and he's like, I hope I got the right one. <laughs> right. Because right, right, right. Yeah. they're still yeah. he's, yeah. he's totally this, without remorse. This is going to suck if I have to like shoot two more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so we're picking back up on the on the trail and Jason Todd is out on the trail and Batman is doing his own, you know, investigating. And um, also set up in the first issue was that there's uh, some kind of a neurotoxin that uh, turns ordinary people into jokers, right? And so they end up with the with the smile and the laugh, and they're just kind of barely hanging on to their regular humanity, right? And so as we get into the second issue, uh, we end up in a in a pool filled with turned jokers. Joker toxin. Yeah, and oh. well, and people who have been steeping in this Joker oh. toxin. And just like bathing or like yeah, chilling? Yeah, kind they, of. they like yeah. threw corp- they like threw corpses in there. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Which all come back to life like at, oh. at one so point. So it's the Lazarus oh. Joker. I think it might I don't know if it was corpses or if they like threw them in there when they were unconscious or something, but at at one point they are just sort of floating in it and then later they are a swarm they come of to joker flying life. out. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so without kind of just hashing page by page, right? So we end up in a, in a situation where, um, two of the, well, the two remaining jokers have Jason Todd and it seems that their plan is to turn Jason Todd into a joker. Got to replace that third one. Got to replace killed. that right, third you one. Do okay. And, this guy was already dead. So and and he's and he's a good candidate because he's got he's got drama. He's yeah, got issues. He's got right. Yeah. He's got baggage and, and, and stitches and and all because of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Right. And also he is ruthless like the Joker. Right. And so there's this uh, uh, very interesting exchange as the Jokers are kind of explaining to him like. You're just gonna be one of us now, right? Wow! And uh, and and they're proceeding to bash in his brains again. Oh wow! Oh, Jesus. So yeah. Um, but uh, it, one of the things that I really <laughs> I uh, like that though, because there's a point where they expect him to like be begging for his life or whatever, 
And then he just kind of looks up at them and he's like, you better be sure I stay dead this time. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, So uh, one of the things that I really like about this book and one of the things that I really like about several of the other books that I'm reading is, is when they go into the psychology of, of trauma. Yeah. And um, this is all about it. It, Absolutely is right, and and so the so and, there's a and couple the things. Under, the understanding character in this is surprising because Barbara comes to Batman and she's like, "Do you do you know what Jason just did? He just shot one of the Jokers in the head, and blah blah blah." She's super pissed off at him, and Batman is the one who's kind of like, "He's been through a lot, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right. How'd you uh, expect him? And yeah, and 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 one of the things that's brought up right there, like in that in that scene, is that. Uh, Batman's a shitty dad. Oh, he always right. has been. Right? Yeah, like, awful. like he is, is. He knows it. <laughs> he, right. but, but yeah. exactly, like he knows it, right? And 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 he says, you know, uh, uh, when when questioned as to like why didn't he do more for Jason to like to help him, you know, not be quite so off the rails, like he said, well, I was hoping he'd be a lot more like you, Barbara, right? Yeah, wow. kind of because they went through something similar. Right. They did, right? right? Yeah, yeah. She had to, she had to literally learn how to walk again, right? And she had to, you know, kind of like deal with the trauma of of just being shot and paralyzed. There's also and, the terror of helplessness that they they talk about with her pretty often because she, there was what well, she couldn't do anything. You know, right. she was the victim. Like the truest form of victim. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, and she came back stronger. Right? right. Which is, which is one of the points that's made in this book. And and I don't want to like just completely give it away because it's a it, it's a turning point, right? That she had already gone through this, right? And so she ends up kind of being a a, a model, right? A role model. Um, the other thing that I really. Uh, that really stuck with me about this book is that it is another example of what kind of a villain the Joker is. The Joker is, um, he can be brutal at times, but, uh, for the most part, his main goal in life through so many of the stories is to cause emotional and psychological drama to Batman. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Like Batman's the whole the and reason he, for like, the, and he will yeah. kill hundreds and hundreds of people to do it. If if, if it if, means if it means that it's going to mess up yeah. Batman, right? He he will he will absolutely do that. So and 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 it becomes apparent that the three jokers, all three of them of, with the same mind, right, are there to put Batman through hell. Like That's that's interesting. I mean that I mean yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. And when you have when you when you deal with it that way, having three jokers separately, I mean, what else is going to drive him drive Batman absolutely insane is by messing with, you know, the Bat family. Right. But him trying to figure out, you know, the world's greatest detective, but you're doing it times three now. Like you're always one step ahead, but are you going to be one step ahead times three? Right. So that's. It, that's awesome, and 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 of course, like we mentioned earlier, right? The pearls they come into play, yeah, yeah. right? You know, and and so and so, it's not just about you know, oh, you mess with Barbara, oh, you mess with Jason, you know, oh, you're trying to mess with me, but but nope, you like there's a connection with you know the death of my family, right? And so it's uh, it's which 
I'll be honest, kind of makes me a little nervous for how this is going to end. Because <laughs> I, I don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, the Jokers were responsible for the death of the Waynes somehow. For like some they, reason. They've always they did known the he film. was going to be Batman, so they decided <laughs> yeah. to mess with him when he was a yeah. kid. Yeah, of right. But honestly, I trust Jeff Johns, so hopefully he doesn't make yeah. a really well, dumb decision like that. We've but, seen that in the film. And and, and, know, and there's a lot going on here. So there's a there's a lot of ways to totally like F this up, right? You, you know, but the uh, devil in the pale moonlight. One of my favorite parts. Oh, he's asking there's all my there's a, an X-Men issue where when that movie was like in theaters and Wolverine uses that line on the Mandarin <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and they're like, wait, what'd you say? He's like, never mind. Right, <laughs> and he just mind. breaks him. Stab him. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Yeah, man. that was a great review of that book, man. Yeah, I uh, yeah, it, uh, I didn't pick up the first issue right when it came out. I got it a couple weeks later, and and but I was you're lucky super you're able to grab one because yeah. we are already sold out of this issue. I was nice. just looking at the wall. We were talking about it, and it, I don't see we, it. We sent the last is, one out with Raz. I think so. No, well, Raz was. <laughs> I put it in Raz's box for him. But oh, okay, I've got one at home. I'm bringing back. So cool. Yeah, uh, super fun read. Of course, I'm going to be on for book three. And if you're interested in checking out the first issue and haven't had the chance yet, we should have second prints coming in soon. They're supposed to be coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Nice. Well, yeah, I have that. You know, I have the issue. I read number one. So, yeah, I'll I'll totally be on for book two, especially with your description of it. And then based on that, I mean, it it is only three issues. So no matter how I feel about it. I'll be on for three. Right. Yeah, right. might as well yeah. finish yeah. it through, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I I was always gonna buy it. I was always gonna buy all three issues. I will finish covers. it as well. <laughs> I love Batman, even though I don't read a lot of Batman, just because you know, there's a lot. There's a lot to read. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I've always loved Batman's been you know the guy for DC, Batman and Green Lantern for me all the way. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I wanted to thank you very much, Patrick, for getting us yeah. in contact and, and really solidifying the, you know, the sponsorship that you guys did this month. Seriously, congratulations on taking number two for the New Mexico thank IPA you. challenge. Yeah. So much fun. I think that was amazing. And, uh, we will be releasing that, that episode where we all, uh, tasted the beers with Jess and Rob from Palmer Brewery as well. So fun. thanks again. Have fun out there, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll see you on the flip side.